Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. On today's part of my take, the brackets are officially out, and this is March. We have John Rothstein on the show to break down the brackets with us, also to address whether or not he is or is not a robot. We have uh, Who's Back of the Week, a Monday reading, a little uh, Respect the Biz, a packed show for you to get ready for a huge week in sports, and what better way to get us ready then for one Henry Lockwood to do the first ad read. Let's go, Hank. Bad hypnosis. Am I tripping? Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car, and you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Okay, let's go. It's Pardon My Take, presented by Barstool Sports. Welcome to Pardon My Take, presented by Chonk. It's Chonk, now on Spotify. Go go listen to it right now on Spotify. Today is Monday, March 18th, and our brackets are busted. Uh, how's your bracket? Damn. Pretty bad. It's pretty good. It sucks. Um, no, this is... What you got coming out of the South? This is my... Well, first of all, I want to talk about that, because... Okay. <laughs> I feel like we're overdue to rename the the different brackets that go into the different regions. Yeah. It's very confusing. Um, they tried switching it up a few years ago, right? Well, no. So the way it works is it's the pod the pod system. So the first round, they always want to make it so that uh, people fans can travel to the games. Yeah. So they do it. You know, like a game in Hartford could be the South region. Yeah. Then when they get to the Sweet 16, it's the regions. Yeah, see, I don't like that. I, let's make it standard because my biggest problem with March Madness and the whole bracket system in general is there. it's usually not standard across all the different sports websites out there. You don't have the same. You have, Typically you do, but there's some variation in terms of like, all right, Duke is top left. Yeah. And they should always be top left. I'm pretty sure that's on, everywhere. Every, no, so there are a few that switch up. So it should Find just be like, it should be called top left, bottom left, top right, bottom right. Make it easy for me. Okay. There we go. That was our first gripe I'm of March Madness. I'm off my soapbox. Yeah, there we go. Step off, off down that uh, soapbox. Uh, so the tournament is set. The best week, maybe the best week in sports. I mean, it is one of the best weeks in yeah. sports. The Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I mean, that whole weekend. 
There's nothing better. You're probably sitting in your cube right now. It also is like there we we mock about like talking about brackets and who you got in this region and what upsets you have, but everyone it's one of those things that we're almost everyone's just kind of making fun of themselves mm-hmm. because everyone does it and it's awesome yeah. because you spend basically Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday just obsessing over something that you know is going to like burst into a huge ball of flames mm-hmm. within the first 4 hours of Thursday, but I'd have it no other way. Yeah, it's it is amazing. Are you a big uh printout bracket guy? Oh yeah, I love get, it. Get the ink, ink on, on your fingers. Yep, yep. Yeah. and then highlighter it. Got a highlighter it. Uh-huh. Let yourself know and uh the the guys on like on CBS and ESPN we're gonna have John Rostein in, in in a minute but uh, they sit there and they break down every single region and Dickie V picks all the one and two seeds and it's like none of this matters because it's all gonna blow up in our face and it's all gonna be the best sports of the year yeah it was so awesome seeing Dickie V's bracket and because the running joke every year is like he just goes chalk and this year he literally went just chalk someone pointed out though. Technically, Dickie V is being the boldest of anyone by going just chalk every year. Well, that's, he is the most, he is the riskiest of every, ever of everyone because it never goes just uh-huh. chalk. So what I'm doing this year because I do respect the seating committee so much, and I feel like Got we to. should, I feel like we should, you know, pay deference to them. I'm going 100 percent chalk, except I'm going to pick one 12 over five because it happens Ooh, happens every year. Every year. There's yeah. 12 over five. Check out that Oregon Wisconsin game, mm-hmm. which is a two a one and a half point underdog for Oregon. Huge <laughs> upset coming. So there was actually it was weird because it was this was the first year in a long time that there weren't many gripes. So you didn't have your usual Jay Billis. I think he was exhausted from complaining about every replay that's ever happened in the world. Yeah. I'm I'm want me to get up on my soapbox, Jay Billis. Chill out, dude. You're everything's a fucking lecture with you now. I'm I'm sick of it. Okay, but there there didn't seem to be much. Uh, you know who got left out? The committee fucked up. So basically, we just got into gripes about seating, mm-hmm. and Michigan State got screwed. Even though again, none of this matters because you still got to win six games, and it's going to be chaos no matter what. So right. who you think you're going to have to play in the third round is never going to be that team. But that is where we landed with Michigan State got screwed. So because they have to play Duke in the in the elite well, eight, and right? essentially they jumped Tennessee, but then have to play Duke, and it's like what the fuck? Yeah, you're gonna have to play Duke anyway, yeah. so might as well get it out of the way when you're fresh. Yes, because playing championship games on Sunday doesn't matter. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It has never mattered. That that bubble burst for me a long, long time ago, all the way back to 2003 when Wisconsin won the Big Ten tournament and got a six seed. And so, like, that's they. everyone thinks that the conference championship games matter, like, a ton. But if you think the committee – the committee's just like us. They're fucking lazy. They're not going to sit there and watch the Big Ten championship and be like, well, now we got to change every everything we've done all weekend. They filled it out. They're ready to go. It could be, like, every every player could get hurt, and they would probably be like, all right, well, let's move uh, Michigan State from a two in the south to a two in the east. Or to be, yeah, to be, like, the 2A instead of the 2B. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, they should they should just get real granular with it. And every single seed should be 1A, 1B, 1C, or 1D. The other big news we have from the bracket, the Rick Pitino revenge game. Yeah. Probably the greatest setup that they have, besides the John Morant versus Marcus Howard first-round matchup, that game, Minnesota, Rick Petito Jr. playing against Louisville. Mm-hmm. And if Rick Pet- Rick Petito's going to be there, I would assume. And we're going to get so many shots of old slick Rick. And uh, I hope he actually he goes topless for the game so we can see his tattoo. I was actually thinking maybe a fedora pulled down real low. He's going to try to blend in in the crowd somehow. He is going to. I mean, he, I hope he wears he, a white suit. He refuses to go back into the state of Kentucky. 
Does he really? Yeah, he, he doesn't he go in I'm pretty sure I read a story where, like, the day he got fired, he left Louisville and he hasn't been back since. More bourbon. Like, he has a house there and he just doesn't go back. Yeah, no, yeah. I like that. You can throw the seeds out the window in those two teams. It's going to be throw them out the window or down your pants leg. Yeah, whatever you want. So that one was one of the stories. Uh, the ACC getting three out of the four mm-hmm. t- uh, one seeds. Clearly, there's a ESPN has an ACC bias. We can all agree on that, right? Yes, absolutely. They have an ACC for basketball, ACC coast, SEC for Atlantic football. Coast, coast bias. Yes. Uh, and we also had uh, Coach Cal in his living room with every jersey from every NBA star he's ever coached, mm-hmm. just casually in his living room like, with the saran wrap still over him. On the ground? Always be just recruiting. leaning up against oh, the wall. Oh, whoops. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Oh, you don't think that in my $6 million home I don't have a Boogie Cousins USA jersey sitting right next to this this $6,000 armchair? Oh, I did I did happen to coach John Wall. Why do you ask? <laughs> what? Oh, because oh, it's... Oh, oh Derrick Rose was there. the number one pick. Yeah, that's, that's right. And he didn't take his ACT. He's got a framed uh, Derrick Rose SAT <laughs> hanging up on him. A picture of Derek Rose with his arm around William H. Macy. Oh, it's so good. I love Cal. He's just always be recruiting. Mm-hmm. Always be recruiting. Yeah. Um, what other stories we got? Uh, we have, well, there's Coach K. I, now, I noticed at the end of the tournament, his hair is turning gray. It's very salt and pepper now. Ooh, so it's time, yeah, time for the re-dye job. So just be on the lookout for that. Very first game, it's going to be jet black. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk about it because we have the Duke, mm-hmm. Hank, and his cat. First of all, we should mention that Zion was – Unbelievable in the ACC tournament. That yeah. was like anyone who thought that Zion, anyone who had the take that Zion should just quit the rest of the season and never play again, you got to feel foolish watching how much fun he had and like how much it meant to him. Yeah. Because of course, these games don't really mean anything for a guy who's about to make like a hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. but it really means something to him, and it just shows how much of a competitor he is. He really enjoys winning. Yes. So that's good. You want that in, in one of your athletes. I would, too, if I could just jump over everyone yeah, all is, the it time. it is pretty sick. I haven't seen a player be that dominant in a postseason tournament ever. Maybe Jerry McNamara. Him he, and Jerry McNamara are the two best basketball players the last 20 years. There it is. There it is. One and two. Remember when we – did we Jerry's start one. that? Did we start the Jerry McNamara on this show? What? KFC right now. Oh, yeah. We I'm, had, a, we I'm had a, a big Jerry time. McNamara guy. We had a, a – idea that we would just start like it was kind of fucked up now that i'm thinking about it like rumors that some random college that was basketball before player we really understood the power of that <laughs> saying stuff on a podcast the idea was of, uh, we would start rumors that like random basketball players college basketball players from 15 years ago died oh yeah and see we get no, it trending that's no, fun and we did that and then people like jerry mcnamara was like hey why are people asking from that dead yeah. it's like okay maybe we don't do that not that was a, a bad idea. not a good idea it was funny in our heads i i thought at the time there's no chance that jerry mcnamara wasn't related to Jim Beheim and so well, I mean, have you seen Buddy Beheim? Yeah, the funniest fucking kid ever. I, I I think I bet on Duke against Syracuse. I was like, if Buddy Beheim beats me, I'm gonna fucking flip out. It is pretty hilarious watching uh, Hank getting very very upset at this Duke team, even though he likes them. Yes. Uh, apparently, but he's very upset that AOC isn't getting the minutes that he used to get. Zion's taking his minutes. All right, yeah. So let's talk about Duke for- seating. Uh, yeah. We have a little. We this actually is brought to you by a friend of ours. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? <laughs> Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. PGIT. Okay, so Hank, I'm not worried. 
Uh, six games is a lot of games for a team that can't shoot threes but thinks they can shoot threes. And Virginia Tech has Justin Robinson back, which has got to scare you. And VCU, Havoc, even though Shaka Smart hasn't been there forever. Just say Havoc, Havoc yeah, baby. Havoc. You're scared uh, of Havoc? Okay. But they did – I mean, listen, Duke is obviously insane – and what they did in the ACC tournament was incredible, and they're a very good team, but they can't shoot threes. So, and I, I went back and I looked at the records mm. this year. What, what happened when they played when they played earlier this year, Hank? Uh, Virginia Tech and Virginia and Tech Duke. beat Duke. Oh, interesting. Zion didn't play, but no, they did I, beat. Duke. No, we're not we're not talking. We don't know if Zion's going to play or not. Well, Gonzaga, he's got, he listen, he is injury prone. Gonzaga beat a fully healthy Duke team, and Gonzaga is trying to get their first Final Four ever. So you got to think about that. I wouldn't be worried that that would be. Past the the worry point. That's true. That mm-hmm. would be in the final four. How do you feel though, for real, about Duke going in this tournament? The only way that's like I'm not worried at all. Michigan State is a very good team, but they are past the worry point. Too. Yeah, but Izzo isn't. He's not built for he's, March. He's coaching the hell out of those boys. If Zion somehow gets like three fouls in the first five minutes and they go ice cold from three, like maybe somehow mm, they would. Lose that's the game. never but happened. And I'm not. Sports. I'm not worried at all. I've never been worried at any point during this process. I'm happy you guys got your jokes out. I'm happy you guys. You Look, know, I wrote down. Duke I'm happy I was able to provide some enjoyment for you guys. Like, no, listen, I, Duke is. I am happy that I was able to bring some joy into your guys' life, give you that idea, and like let it grow in your minds. But I'm sorry, that's not going to also do. Listen, Duke is very, very good, but they're getting all the accolades right now. I think they might be reading their press clippings too much. Mm. I've seen them all over the network shows. This is it. they're setting themselves up for failure. That's all. A little nervous. Buzz okay. Williams is the guy to bring down the That's Duke our team. friend, Buzz Williams. Yeah. You remember what he said to you last time when, when he trained us? He was like, what the hell, Hank? Yeah. <laughs> he, has, he has no well, confidence the, in you, Hank. The, the background for that was Hank uh, rolled up into Buzz Williams' legs and almost well, no, fucking gave him No, I tried to stuff PFT and he committed an offensive foul and pushed me away. <laughs> no, I, I got an N1 we'll, on you. We'll get and then bu- I flexed in your face we'll, and he was like, what the hell, Hank? We'll get Buzz on the show if they survive the first weekend and they have to go face Duke in the second round, or the uh, Sweet 16. We absolutely That'd be will. great. It worked yeah. out great for Ethan Happ, I'm sure. Oh, here we go. Now. Here we go. Listen. The, the, as Seth Davis said, the Badgers are banged up, even though we have no injuries. I'm pretty sure he just meant they're banged up because they can't hit layups. They score 40 points a game, yeah, so they, they must We're be always banged, up. banged yeah. up, dude. It's okay. But, yeah, so the bracket's out. Uh, I'm just excited. I like I, There's something about this week where it's just like yeah. you can't be in a bad mood. Yeah, I, I think I've said this every it's like year. A, it's a vacation. You know yeah. that no once one's Thursday working. starts, you're right. not doing anything. I think yeah. I've said this every year on the show, but this is the time to quit your job right yeah. now. If, you, if you're on the fence... Quit your job. You will never regret See, walking away I from a job. D- I disagree. I think this is the time to, to to just not show up and see if your job will fire you so you can get the severance. Okay, yeah. yeah, qu- yeah. Quit by don't omission. Quit. Yeah, don't quit. You just stop, stop right. working. Yeah, because maybe you get lucky and they're like, oh, he must have had diarrhea for two days that were also the first two days of the tournament. Yeah, just stop working. Listen, if your boss doesn't give you like a, at least a half day on Friday – then you need to quit your job because mm-hmm. the, everyone in the world, like, and also, especially if you're like an ER doctor. Remember the boss button? Yeah, the back boss in the was day. So lame. Come on, you need a boss who actually embraces. It. Everyone's watching it. Your boss is probably watching it. He's just going to pretend that he's not. Everyone's going to be watching. Everyone's going to be filling out brackets. Even Darren Ravel, which actually makes me want to not fill out a bracket this year. He's back. Yeah, he is. Well, no, it's it's not even back. 
He's literally filling out the first bracket of his life. That's there's no way that's true. He definitely Dude, he filled loved, out brackets. He, I know he was, he just loved the chaos. I know he rooted for the upsets, but because he didn't want the stress of his bracket being busted. He's, he's such a liar because it's so much stress. He probably had a, a secret bracket every single year that he would go like tiptoe upstairs and check in the middle of the night. That was his version of porn, like something naughty he shouldn't be looking at. What he what he doesn't realize is that. Everyone's bracket gets busted. Like it's actually the other way. If you have a good bracket, by the second weekend, everyone fucking hates you because you're just walking around being like, "Huh, still got my whole final four. It's like, shut up, dude. Well, no, the guy that is doing well after the first week, he's the guy that just asks everybody else, "Hey, how's your bracket? Yeah, yeah how's he's, your bracket? He's hoping that you'll ask him back. Oh yeah, how's your bracket? Oh, yeah. I still got. Oh, you had. Oh, you had Michigan State. They lost. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I have. I still have my entire final four. Yeah. Fuck you, man. Uh, all right, Hank. You want to do who's back? Sure. Let's do it. Do you go. Want- no, you go. Go. Big Cat, why don't you go first? No, stop. We're not doing this every time. Come on, go, Hank. My who's back of the week is Isaiah Thomas. Which one? The Nuggets basketball player. Okay, Okay. you're not problematic. Yeah, all right. Why, did they make his his tribute video for him? He's playing the Celtics tonight. Oh, are they playing the video? They are? I don't know if they're playing the video. Oh, you've got to play the video. They have to. I I think they have to play the video. It's honestly kind of sad what's (laughs) happened to Isaiah Thomas. Like, I feel bad because, like... Do you? Yes, do you really? Do. You can was... also be a, a Danny Ainge, uh, w- 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 a Danny Angeaholic. No, you can. And also, Danny Ainge like, was right, bad. but Isaiah Thomas was also a great you player for that Celtics team. I Dan feel Lakes. bad that yeah. after he left the Celtics, he's kind of got a raw deal and hasn't really done much, you know, with his career. So Danny Ainge was correct by not giving him max contract. But right after his sister died. No, that wasn't right after his sister died. <laughs> But all I'm saying is he deserves a tribute video. He was a great Celtics player, and he's back tonight. I hope he gets it. He should get the video tribute. And the Lakers should make him one, too. And the Cavaliers. Yeah, absolutely. All right, is that it? Who's back? Yeah. yeah. It's who's. That's, no, 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 we got multiple, right? Uh, okay, no, no, I got two. Go so, all right, here we go, 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 go ahead. Yeah. My who's back of the week, this is a huge one, Jim Nance. Yeah. Jim Nance is back. It is officially Jim Nance season. His voice, the smoothing hello, friends. The music that plays over the, the Masters footage that they show when they cut the commercial break. Everything about this time of year is right in Jim Nance's wheelhouse. And that also means that it's dad napping season. Yep. When you hear Jim Nance's voice, he his voice is ASMR for dads. Yes. It just puts you to sleep immediately. It's it knocks you out. I, I wish we could get, by the way, like, why can't Gus Johnson get, like, a 10-day a contract with CBS for the tournament? Yeah, I, I don't like, see a problem with we that. Need those, we need the best announcers, the guys who are just going to give it. Everything. Give me Bill Walton, too. Yeah. And, and like, the playing games should be Bill Walton. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Right. Or, Bill Walton, give us the... Ten- North Dakota give State us the, University. Yeah, the 930, you know, uh, 116 game that's going to be hard to watch anyway. Mm-hmm. Give us Bill Walton just going off. Yeah, I want Bill talking about NDSU and, and the majestic legacy of the North American Bison. Yeah. I want him doing a deep dive. <laughs> He'd be riding a bison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going all uh, out. My other who's back of the week is Impractical Jokers, because those assholes are going to be all over the TV again. Hey, dude, where's True TV? Uh, I don't know what channel it is, because it's my, my first <laughs> time owning a television. True TV. <laughs> Damn, I don't even have a guide on my television. Yeah. What numbers? There's, uh, True TV, this is the season to figure out what True TV is. There's no worse feeling than passing out drunk and waking up. Like on a Saturday afternoon, to impractical jokers. Yeah, it sucks. There's also, by the way, uh, speaking of broadcast, it's also Charles Barkley trying to jam in all his research. For, oh yeah, uh, and Charles Barkley commercial season, which actually is pretty good. That new Larry Bird and and uh, Spike Lee. Larry Bird's dog is is Charles Barkley. Have you mm-hmm. seen it? It's a good name. Charles good. Barkley gets a bird and names it Larry Bird, and then Larry Bird gets a 
And Larry Bird's like, he has the most, I'm just here for the fucking paycheck face mm-hmm. of all time. La- yeah. Commercial. Larry Bird turns out not a good actor. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to do I didn't this. see that coming. The paycheck was too good. Larry Bird already looks like a cartoon. He shouldn't be in live action movies. <laughs> he was so not, I, I love him because he looks exactly like any rich, very accomplished guy should look. Why am I here? When they're, when they're doing a commercial that they don't really need to do, but yeah. the check was too good yeah, but for how much, 20 minutes of work. How much do you think they paid Larry to do that? I don't know. A lot. Probably like a lot. hundred grand yeah 150 it's, grand those like he probably larry, just lost a bet to barkley yeah and his payment was he had to show up it's like the larry bird i mean tom brady's kind of done it michael jordan's done it where you just don't do anything because you don't want to do and then when you get to do one thing you get all the money because it's uh-huh. so rare like it's the reverse peyton manning what if larry bird became this generation's george foreman and just hoard himself out to like every great. product and became the most beloved person in sports <laughs> in America. Um, all right. I have uh, I have uh, three who's... Oh, you got another one? No, but I, oh. you didn't ask me if I was done. Oh, are you done? I'm done. You, you said you had two, no, I'm so done. I counted in no, my I'm head. Done. Okay. I got three. So we're, we're, okay. we're whom's back I think I'm just giving you one of my others. Okay, yeah. You probably are, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes. So we'll, you know what? We'll share this one. Venn diagram... This is a this is a pa- we just passed the baton of who's back mm-hmm. and in the middle our who's back of the week is verbal Ryan- meme verbal meme handshake. one fist me and PFT handshake and in the middle it says Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick's Patrick. back in the AFC East so <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick signed by the Dolphins I don't think there's been a more perfect move in the history of the NFL mm-hmm. than Ryan Fitzpatrick going to the Dolphins for so many different reasons one. Like the Dolphins are actually have a plan, and it's it's the Giants' alleged plan to win while rebuilding. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick is like the perfect. We can rebuild, but he'll give us four or five wins that will be awesome to watch, so people don't get so pissed off about the team sucking. Yes, if you don't think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is beating the Patriots once this year, you don't know football. Beating the Patriots and then the next week, like losing to the Jets with six interceptions. Yeah, it, three to nine. To the Jets, he's, yeah, he's he's the greatest quarterback of all time because he can he literally can be he can be Joe Montana in one half and then like Jamarcus Russell in the second half. That beard in that South Florida humidity is going to be something. Well, else. he was in Tampa, but yeah, yeah, still. but it's, I think it's way more humid. <laughs> I have done no research into this, so Jim Cantor, I know you're a big fan of the show. If you can correct me, mm-hmm. um, but the humidity in Miami is gonna it's gonna just look like he's got an afro. It's gonna look like he's puking an afro out of his out of his face mask. I'm just happy we're we're never gonna be done with Ryan Fitzpatrick, no, and no. it's gonna be great because there'll be one show next next fall on a Monday morning where we're like Ryan Fitzpatrick did it again, mm-hmm. and then we'll do be another show where we'll be like Ryan. Fitzpatrick did it again. He crapped down his pants. I'm trying to think who the most perfect team for Fitzpatrick to play for next year would be. I mean, I would and say, I think I got to go the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, go I, back. I was going to say the Patriots if Tom Brady retires and then he just completes the AFC East, try, like you know the cycle. Yeah, he well he's been swarming the uh, the Patriots for a while. Could Ryan um, Fitzpatrick play for every team in the NFL by the end of his career? So if he throws a touchdown this year, he'll have thrown touchdowns to eight different. Or on eight different NFL teams, which would be a record. That's impressive. Crazy. That is crazy. He's just such a little slut in the quarterback. Name all eight? Uh, that he threw four? Okay. The Jets, the Bills. So it's the seven, it's seven Jets, right? Jets, Bills, Dolphins, Bucks. R- Rams, Bucks, Bills. That's Wait, six. we just did the Jets, Bills. Oh, Jets, Bills, Dolphins, Rams, Bucks. Bucks, Bengals. Was he on the Bengals? Yeah, I think he was. Hmm. Titans. Was he on the Titans? Yeah. He's been everywhere. Was well, he on the Texans? He's, he's been to all the worst teams. <laughs> Name all his teams, Hank. Did we, did, we did we say a single good team? Did, I think his first game ever he threw. Rams, Bengals, Bills, 
Titans, Texans, Jets. It's like the Vietnam Bucks. Wall of NFL franchises. Unbelievable. His first uh, – hold on, I'm going to look it up real quick. But, the the like, Ryan Fitzpatrick's first – Yeah, he was on the Texans too. His first two games are the funniest thing because it is Ryan Fitzpatrick's entire career. Like, he could have quit after the first two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fitzpatrick led the Rams from a 24-3 to halftime deficit to a 33-27 overtime win, throwing for 310 yards yeah. and three touchdowns. And he earned NFC Offensive Player of the Week. And then I'm pretty sure in his next game – oh, yeah, he was unable to dip, duplicate his debut performance in the games he started with the Rams uh, coming in two weeks later in which he threw for five interceptions. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's going to look so hilarious so in, in that candy-ass Dolphins jersey too. Oh, fuck. It's like an old guy just retiring and, and going down to Dade County to Never hang him up for us. good. Never leave us, Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right, my other who's back. Uh, I got two more. One is uh, FOMO for being old because March or uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend was this weekend, and it fucking sucks being old and seeing everyone. Like St. Patrick's Day is awesome, and it, it's more FOMO for not for living in this terrible city of New York, where mm-hmm. I just you know like I just don't want to be. You here. didn't go to the parade yesterday. I didn't, didn't get anything. Involved. I just watched watched Instagram stories all day. And I was like, damn, I wish I was twenty four again. Get blacked out. Have a great time. St. Patrick's Day. Hank, did you do it? No. Bubba did. We don't have a mic for Bubba. Yeah, Bubba definitely Bubba did. got fucking lit. Yeah, Bubba? Yeah. You hung over, Bubba? You hung? You hungies? No. Did you do the, did you do the like, I'm so hung over, I just got to jerk off in the morning? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Just, just not. Wow, bro, you don't drink. <laughs> you don't drink hard enough that you got to jerk off when you wake up the next morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> All right, my other who's back is millennials killing everything, um, including the mob boss that got whacked. It was there's he a was shot by a millennial. Yeah, twenty four year old. Wow, <laughs> Anthony Camello, that just sounds a lot like Carmelo Anthony. But yeah, yeah. that's a suspect. So he's it's alleged. Okay, he was yeah, arrested. That's an important distinction. But millennials kill everything, including the mafia. How'd they track him down? He probably he, I th- he I think probably like put easy. it on his own social media accounts. Like, yeah, just killed the mob boss. He did a, just a, for the a Facebook live on, on yeah. the way out. Yeah. yeah, I got so much engagement on my tweet when I murdered the head of the Gambino family. Fucking millennials, man, <laughs> can't do anything anymore. The body was covered in avocado toast. <laughs> we knew right away <laughs> that it was a millennial. Uh, Ran him over with a with a bird scooter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually tracked him down from when he when he checked in and when he checked out from his divvy bike or whatever the the chase. What is the bikes called here? It's not the bird scooters. City no, no, bikes. no, city bikes, city bikes, city yeah. bikes, divvy bike, Chicago. Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we get to some ads and John Rothstein, we got a quick word about something we're doing uh, for the tragedy in New Zealand. So, yeah, we're teaming up with Maddie Walsh and the New Zealand Breakers, the basketball team that me, Big Cat, and Hank all own. Um, and we've got a new T-shirt that's on sale right now where 100% of the uh, proceeds from it are going to go to the New Zealand Council of Victim Support Groups and the New Zealand Islamic Information Center. Those are the two organizations in New Zealand that are providing relief to the families of the people who were gunned down and uh, and – I guess just like said, they're helping the community out down Christchurch. I also have some family that lives down Christchurch, so this is something that we wanted to do uh, to try to alleviate some of the stuff that they're going through right now. So it's a fire shirt. It's an awesome shirt. And uh, you should all go buy it, or if you just want to donate to a good cause, please, I encourage you to do that also. But the shirt's available at the Barstool Sports Store. It's the Unbreakable T-shirt. Yes. Um, and it is fire, so please yes. buy it. Yes, buy it. And uh, here are some ads before we get to John Rothstein. We are brought to you by Body Armor. Body Armor is the new official sports drink of the NCAA in March Madness. It's crazy this brand is exploding. 
exploded in the last year. The fact that they will be on the sidelines of all games during March Madness is crazy. Not to mention the athletes they have, Harden, Trout, and they just signed Donovan Mitchell. There's no telling who could be next. We're going to be drinking body armor all weekend long. you got to be drinking it. Everyone in the tournament is drinking it, so don't be a loser. Grab one, too. Strawberry banana is my favorite. Go get it right now. It is delicious. Rehydrates, makes you feel so good. So when you get wake up on Friday morning after a whole day of March Madness, go grab a body armor and you get you know refreshed right away. And it is the official sports drink of the NCAA and March Madness. They'll be drinking it all tournament long. And we also are brought to you by PFT's favorite restaurant, PFT. My favorite place in the world. Not just my favorite restaurant, my favorite thing in the world, Buffalo Wild Wings. How are you spending March this year? Where are you going to watch the tournament? You're going to stream it in your office? It's the greatest sporting event on the planet, and you're stuck watching it in a work hole. Or worse, you're watching all alone in your silly boy cave. Come on. When did that 9 to 5 become 9 to life? The big dance wasn't made for the tiny screen, so quit your job, or call in sick, or call in and quit. Just do something. Or just, yeah, just don't show up, like we said earlier, and let them fire you. It's an alpha move. Let them start the negotiation. Follow the tribe to B-dubs. Because dunks, buzzer beaters, wild upsets, game-winning threes, this isn't the stuff of the water cooler. Imagine being the guy talking about a dunk at the water cooler. Couldn't be me. This is the stuff of cold beers and wild wings, as in buffalo wild wings. Are you going to watch with Ken from accounting, or are you going to watch with a 100 screaming savages and way too many giant TVs and beer and wings and nachos and all the things a rabid sports fan needs, like a giant bag of soda? Or those corn dog bites that Big Cat loves so very deeply? Let's do as our ancestors did. Get rabbit. Get heat. Get rabid, get heated, bear hug a stranger, and scream until we bust all our brackets. Buffalo Wild Wings. And now, John Rosty. Okay, we now welcome on a very special guest. It is John Rosty, and you can find him CBS, SI, WFAN. He has a podcast, College Hoops Today. He is uh, the College Hoops guru. You can also find him on Twitter at John Rosty. Yes, this you is can. March, and let's do that first. So we want to do two things here. Well, first of all, thank you for coming in. Thank late. you for having me, it's fellas. It's like eleven o'clock at night on Sunday. I'm sure you're. But you know what I tweet? We sleep in May. We sleep in May. <laughs> this true. is March. We sleep in May. So Did you wonder why it didn't say we sleep in April? You what? know how Twitter well, is. April the, the trolls will be out. Yeah. Oh, you're not watching the Final Four, World right? Mm-hmm. It's like, go oh, gotcha. away. You're like a gnat. Get away from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's start with that because I want to get to the tournament. We want to do your bracket? Uh, any upsets that you can give people? But we first have to start with your Twitter. Are you a robot? I am not a robot. Okay. I've been asked several times if I am a robot. <laughs> yes. I can confirm right now. Sources confirm. Sources confirm. I am not a robot. So okay. let's break it down, though. So if you are not familiar with John's Twitter account, it is very, very informative and also funny in you play the hits. You have a few tweets and you play the hits. Right. What's the thought process behind that? My first boss ever in media, Mike Thompson, who was a program director at ESPN Radio here in New York, who gave me my first opportunity about 15 years ago. He said to me, buddy, you want to make it in this business? You better have some opinions, and you better play the hits. And you need to find what works. Uh And it's kind of like all of a sudden, you know, you get something that you think may click, and you try it out, and it becomes part of your brand. And another thing... You know that he told me, which I still remember, is you got to separate yourself. You have done that. You have no, but no. But here's the thing: you have a brand, yeah. No, and branding is important. But you guys too, and you know, I am. I just respect, and I know we're just getting together for the first time tonight. I respect people, and I think there's a lot of people like that in this business. I think you guys are two of them as well. That 
kind of just come from not a lot and work and grind. And if you've been through the gamut, like in this business, yeah, where you're suffering and you're working other jobs and you're trying to make ends meet, you know, the journey and the process of getting where you, or the process of becoming where you're supposed to become is much more rewarding sometimes than where you get to go. Yes. I think, you know, you learn, you got to separate yourself. You can't just be somebody who's watching a lot of games and getting your share of news. You got to be more well versed than that. And that's another thing, you know, Mike Thompson, my first, my first boss told me, make sure you're up to date on news, make sure you're up to date on movies, make certain references. And that's why, you know, Mick Cronin, more consistent than a few good men on a rainy Sunday. You okay, okay. Well, yeah, right. wait, wait, but that's not up to date. Why is that not up to date? A few good men. It's like came out in like 1995. But, well, it's not up to date, but you have been in situations, I'm sure, where it's been a rainy Sunday and like, you know, you can't watch the, yeah. Wisconsin, you can't mm-hmm. watch the Frank Kaminsky highlights like, yes. you, like, you, like you normally do and things like that. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, a few good men's on AMC. I'm going to leave it. That's yes. Nick Cronin. Yeah. I feel like with this generation of kids growing up, like Hank, for example, when you say who ordered the code red, Hank is thinking that you're talking about Mountain Dew. Yeah. Fair enough. He's like but, me. I ordered it. But, but I, I like that. I it's appreciate delicious. that because, you again, you have the things you love. And that's it. And it yeah. becomes its own brand. But, like you're talking to a guy who in college who just wanted to work in media and wanted to live in New York City so bad. When I had, like, time and I would watch movies, I would rotate between, like, Cocktail Wall Street and The Secret of My Success. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I like that those are your two goals, you, too. You stay hungry. You stay humble. That's another one that you tweet out. Would you do that every morning? Every morning. Every morning. Why, why do you tweet that out every morning? It's a reminder, and you guys know this because there is probably more self-promotion now with social media, I think, in negative ways than there are necessarily of being somebody who's trying, obviously, to forward your career in a positive way. Mm-hmm. It's a reminder daily when I start each day that everything you have done the day prior is over and done with. You break a story, it's a vapor. You have a good show, it's a vapor. It goes away. Each and every day is an opportunity to get better and really start something new. Yeah, I stay like hungry, that. stay hungry. We a, stay hungry. We've got half of that Always down. hungry. Yeah. But it's also a nice way to let everyone know, like, if you ever get kidnapped, like, if the tweet's not there, someone call the police. Exactly. I have alternate plans for that, though. <laughs> right, right. I oh, can, you do? I, I have contingency plans. What, go ahead. Well, I mean, you know, if, if I lose my phone, somebody knows, you know, to tweet it at 7 o'clock. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I got you, Big Cat. Yeah. No, come on. No, nah, I... I believe that you have someone. I don't have a contingency plan on that. That's just a joke. My theory <laughs> was that it's like uh, it's like meditation for you, where you tweet the same things every day, and it's like a routine. Well, I, I will say this. It's a this. ritual that you have. I, I will say this. I am an avid reader, and one of the things I remember, you know, I think, you know, in certain cases, you know, and you guys are probably like this, too. When you're not trying, avid readers. You're yeah, not avid readers. lost our entire audience. Fine. But you're like this in a sense. When you want to make it in this business. <laughs> yeah. It consumes you. It mm-hmm. consumes mm-hmm. you, and it's all you think about. When am I going to get a call, whether you're in radio and it's a program director, whether you want to be on, you know, on TV and so on and so forth. And I think for a large portion of my life, it was just like college basketball, college basketball, college basketball. And about two years ago, January 2017, I got into a really bad car accident, hit black ice. I told him my car and everything like that. And my perspective changed drastically, and I think you see a little bit more of the forest from the trees, and you start, I think, having a greater appreciation for other things. You try to, you know, you start to get a little bit of a different perspective, and you start to see there's other things. So, you know, it changes. You're you're balancing your perspective changes. The reason why I like you, John, is that you you basically, like, we're sitting here in this room together. We're we're all in media in New York City, but the paths are so different, and you are basically, you're like a perfect – 
uh, I say robot, but I mean it in an endearing way. A robot of like media put together. Like I, you could create a perfect college basketball insider. It would be you. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, you just like mash it all together. I actually, well, before I was like, did he go to Syracuse? No, he went to Ithaca. Went Close to, enough. Went to Ithaca. Close mm-hmm. enough. So yeah. Did you not get into Syracuse? What? I opted to go to Ithaca instead of Syracuse. That means did, you didn't get. Did in. you get into? I, I got into Syracuse. Yeah. Oh, why'd you decide not to go there? That's like mm, Big J. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 of the I, universe. I think you know at the time I probably just was ready. Wasn't ready. For a school that size, but you know, it's half my life ago. A lot's happened between yeah, now and then. Wisconsin's went to the Final Four twice. Should have won in twenty fifteen. Coach K paid off the refs. You that mm-hmm. second half was called differently. You would admit. Uh, you know, I, I what, was like one foul the first half and like fifteen look, look, the second. Look, all, all I know is this, Big Cat. You know, I don't know. You might have too many cheese curds before this interview or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> but, always. But I just think for the Wisconsin fan, like you have a nine point lead in the national title game. Okay, national so that, player I didn't year. like the way you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I like my version better. All right, I, before <laughs> we get to the, the, the bracket, let's. I want to talk about a couple of these tweets and get some explanation for the hits. Yeah. Uh, so you have this is March. That one is taking on its own life. This yeah. this is March is like well and then like have you, you know, patented it what have you do you have like uh, rights to that I don't have the rights to it yet you need we should that. do that oh, we got it actually gonna, just declared we got it look maybe down the road but nothing yet okay and then you also have the spinoff this is only November this is only December to right. let you know that it's not March correct right mm-hmm. so you also are almost you're trying like to a, stay on brand yeah you're like a calendar too like we know what month it is if you follow and you, you know we only sleep in May and we only sleep in have May have you ever fucked up and tweeted this is March when it's not March like accidentally maybe in the final four if it's so in excited. April and like a really it's an awesome game goes to overtime or something you tweet this is March and you're like oh, I had to stop myself if, but if I said that it was going to be like remember that scene in Spaceballs when he says I'm sorry sir it's a microconverter malfunction yes yeah. yes yeah. okay yes yeah. so this another, is another 80s movie yeah that's okay. that's okay what about uh, tougher than a long weekend at your in-laws for West Virginia basketball you I only like, use it for West Virginia only use yes. that for West Virginia okay here's the thing about West Virginia it's interesting I went to a practice a couple of years ago you know when, when obviously Hugs was the coach and it's three hours, and it's all the three hours. Yep. And this, I was like sitting there, and it's like hand to hand combat. They're scrimmaging, and they go through nine possessions each for a team, and they're keeping score, and it's two to two. <laughs> and like I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, this is like Russell Crowe and Gladiator. There we go. Yeah, like that, a little bit. Yeah, that, that was that was like what I was getting into, and I couldn't believe it. So I was just like, you know, I'm just sitting there in practice. Hugs is walking around. He's going hard after. I remember Sagaba Kanate, who you remember. Javon yep. Carter was on the team yep. and for was, 15 years, and I was just kind of like this. I was like. I was like, this practice is like tougher than a weekend at somebody's in-laws, and I'm not even married. I was like, wait a minute. That's and gold. That's gold. gold. So I was like, for the first game, for the first game, uh, I'm going to tweet it. Did you write it down? I wrote it down in my notebook. <laughs> and the best part is, this year they were struggling, and when I tweeted it, all the West Virginia fans were like, God, how I missed this tweet. I don't want to take it for granted <laughs> uh-huh. anymore. I like okay. that. I like the fact that you're not even married, but you yeah. just know how tough a weekend yeah, at the right, in-laws can right. be. I've heard stories. I've been single in New York for a long time. Uh, no, I'm not go. single now. But all right. Okay, I've got, I've got one here um, that I actually have a bone to pick with. West Virginia is like a Fortune 500 company. That's Villanova. Villanova. Sorry, Villanova is like a Fortune 500 company. It runs itself. Do you know how Fortune 500 companies work? Like with the well, CEO I, I, and board of directors. Well, I, and- I, 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 I tweak that. I tweak that one, and now it's just Villanova basketball has become a Fortune 500 company, and now it's just Villanova basketball, a Fortune 500 company. That was in the early stages. Like I'm thinking, like uh-huh. Topher Grace in Good Company. Remember that when they started? <laughs> of course, that? Of you know, course. with the movie with Dennis Quaid. You know, Scarlett Johansson before she became Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson. But that was more the early stages, so on and so forth. How okay. Have you seen a movie in the last five years? 
In the last five years? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did I see recently? I, Creed 2, I was very disappointed. Okay. Oh, yeah. The original Creed, like, you give me Ricky Collins. But that's a movie was... from the 80s, so yeah. of course you saw that. Creed 2? No, I'm saying, like, it's the Rocky. Like... <laughs> Jurassic World Yeah, you're just that's, Yeah, that's from the mid-90s. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I read that you watch a part of Rocky 2, Rocky 3, or Rocky 4 before every time you go on the air. Is that still true? That was true. I've been I've had to decrease my Rocky influence because my girlfriend was in my apartment. And I have this big plaque in my apartment of Rocky two, three, and four on one wall. I can't believe then- you're single for this long. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the other side, there's a picture of Rocky Four as well. I mean, for a while, you know that was Rocky it. Rocky consumed your that, life. That, that was it, man. Did you guys think Over the Top was underrated? Uh, oh, I yeah, love that uh, Over the Top is great. Over the top. Yeah. yeah, one of the best. Yeah, one of the, one of, one Although of the, best. the little kid is such a ah, oh, he's so annoying. Yeah, but the world does meet nobody halfway. There we go. <laughs> right. Great. Now, what about the original Rocky? Slow. I thought it dragged in points. Okay. You know, so you would watch one of the more up to like a, a montage scene or something? Yeah, you know? I would say like, you know, the montage in two, I think when he's running up the steps, always kind of get your juices flowing. But yeah. I always felt, you know, the Rocky that I saw in the first part of Rocky three, mm-hmm. you know, up, up until Mickey died. Yeah. Wasn't the character. It was Spoiler. like he was he was feeling himself. Yeah. You know, that wasn't like who he became right. to know until he went back to the beginning when Apollo trained him and in L.A. And find himself. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All exactly. right. Uh, what about... Uh, uh, V- a VCU home game more life altering than a ten day trip to Europe. So, yeah. a couple questions here. One is, have you done a ten day trip to Europe? Never been to Europe. I've never. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've never. I've never. I've never, I, I, I've never been to Europe. No, I, I've never. I've, ne- I, I've never. I've never been to. I've never been to Europe. I've never had a cup of coffee. I've never played golf, and I've never, had, never oh, had a glass of wine. Okay, you never had a glass of wine. No, I tried it once, it didn't stick. Okay, all right. So, so you've heard that going to Europe for ten days true, is life altering. True, true, true story. I was back and forth with a girl for two years, uh-huh. and you know, polar opposites. Really nice girl or whatever, but this was like peak shaka. <laughs> Okay. And, like, you know, we would get into arguments and stuff. She'd be like, oh, you got to get more cultured. Like, you haven't, you know, even been to Europe or whatever. I was like, yeah, but you haven't been to a home game at the Seagull Center. (laughs) (laughs) And I I was like, this was peak Shaka. This was Travion Uh Graham, Briante Weber. Like, you want to do push-ups on picket fences when they put the press on. (laughs) And so this was kind of my subtle way after we broke up to kind of, like, send, you know, a shot across the bat. Oh, I like that. Nice. You're subtweeting your ex-girlfriend. Now I really like it because every time you put that out there, I know that somebody's just getting, like, a knife twisted. Have you ever explained these? Because these are so great. Like, these make them so much better in my No, mind. but please, go on. Okay, I'm enjoying okay. it. All right, here's another one. Uh, <laughs> we've got a few of these. Uh, Virginia basketball, a thing of beauty. 2014-15 season. Kentucky starts out 38-0. And people are killing Virginia. Virginia's mm-hmm. the other team, remember, until Justin Anderson got yeah, yeah. hurt. People are saying, well, Virginia could beat Kentucky. And I'm watching them game after game. Only one team could beat Kentucky that year. Wisconsin, yes. but they lost to Duke. Yeah, okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> but I'm watching... You know, Virginia play throughout the season, and it's if you're a basketball purist, you know, not turning it over, taking good shots, and the way they could if control the game. You like if that pack line defense? If you're an old guy. Guy. I, have, I have great respect, and look, I know we're taping before the NCAA tournament. But Virginia has went 33-3 and in the ACC regular season over the last two years. Right. And it's not. It's not Duke. Like you have to tip your cap at some yeah. point. So I was just like, "This is a thing of beauty." And I was like, "Wait a minute! Everybody says it's ugly." <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, "I'm going to drop this." And all of a sudden, it's like you know. Do you have your notebook on you right now? I have one in my bag. Yeah. You're like in case in case genius strikes. In, well, in the moment. I I always sleep with a notebook and a pen. You know, yeah. not far away because if, I get, a fight, tell us if I get a thought. Yeah, we mm-hmm. knew that. Yeah. yeah, you didn't have to tell us yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> as often as Seinfeld gets residual checks. Now, does that go for everyone or just one person? That was just Angel Delgado. That was just Angel Because he got so many du- double-doubles. But wait, so can we bring that back for someone else? 
Like, that could have worked for Ethan Happ with the double-doubles. It could have. I just, you know, I just didn't want to do All it. All right, but that's sad to see it gone. It's sad to see it gone. Seinfeld is still getting residual checks. Fair enough, fair enough. So maybe we'll bring that one back. Uh, what about TSA pre-check life-altering? I was told years ago that TSA, because I kept talking about how one Final Four, I missed my flight back because I didn't have TSA pre-check, okay. and I was stuck in Houston. I think it was like 2011, like all day in the airport. I was like, if I just had TSA pre-check, I never would have missed my flight, and I didn't lose all day in the airport. So somebody's like, you got to get TSA pre-check. So now I'm like getting dropped off, and I'm seeing like, oh my God, I'm getting dropped off, and in four minutes, you yeah. know, so I'm like going through the first time. I was like, that's life-altering, and I was like, yeah. I'm like, what are you? I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then, no and, then, and I just dropped it. No, I just dropped what it. What about, have you, have you heard of Clear? I've heard of Clear as well. Okay, in fact, because that think, will really blow your mind. I know, but then I have to think of a new, you know, Twitter hash like Twitter uh, go to. Yeah, 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 that's okay. Yeah. That might be too. That might be too much to go. Like basketball like, like, straight yeah. to the front of the line, like Clear pre-check. <laughs> just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, rolls off the tongue. Uh, what about this one? Here, period. We, period. Go, period. Heath Ledger from The Dark Knight, circa 2008. Okay, here's the thing. I was, when I was working at ESPN Radio, so before I went to CBS. So you saw that movie. That's good. Yeah, Dark Knight. Yeah. Love the trilogy. Yeah. I actually was more surprised and pleased when I saw Dark Knight Rises than any other movie probably in the last 15 years because I had such low expectations because we didn't grow up with Bane as a villain. Right. right. And then you see Bane show up, you know, dominate Batman and put him into that, you know, prison, which obviously we know he escaped from. But I'll say another thing. Top three goosebump scenes in the last three years when Christian Bale makes the jump. And they're chanting that. Oh, yeah, dishy, yeah, dishy, yeah. Bossa, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. of goosebumps. So. All right. So explain that one. Sorry. I, I, I interrupted because I was here we shocked go. you saw that movie. Yeah. So, and here we go. I was doing a show, I remember. And like one of the times, you know, there was an intro to our show. It was, and here we go. And I like, I just, you know, thought about it during... You know NCAA tournaments, the start of the NBA draft, and I was just like, "I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to it." And here we go. And here we go. And here we go. Yeah. You, you also make Twitter sure to put... is a lot like you know college basketball, where the unexpected becomes ordinary. Shout out yep. Show Bones. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, uh-huh. yes. Absolutely. You always put circa 2008. The movie it just came out in 2008, so right? It's yeah. not like approximate. We can get we can pin down the date exactly. I just always wanted to do circa in a tweet, so maybe oh. throw out a <laughs> hashtag RIP in there. Oh, ever yeah. thought about yeah, that? Yeah, I wanted to keep it upbeat, but you could do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I would actually get a maybe little Maybe RIP, right. RIP in parentheses? Yeah, that would work. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Just we'll, like, we'll, we'll amend the brand. <laughs> um, I have a serious question. How mesmerizing are Wally Zerbiak's eyebrows? Wally's eyebrows? Yeah. yeah. I've never really, like, really scrutinized them. Oh, you're screwed them. now. Yeah. yeah you're gonna, it's going to be the only thing that you see, yeah. yeah. What, Wally's a great guy. Yeah, what about... Uh, I actually like this one because it kind of sums up your whole brand. If people are going out of your way or out of their way to tell you yeah. what you're doing wrong, then you're doing a lot of things right. Yeah. Do people come at you for repeating, you know, playing the hits? Yeah, I just think, and you guys can attest to this too, because you guys are obviously in a great situation now. Your podcast is doing great. You've went through the struggle. I can tell to get where you are. And like, I was doing an interview with Gino Oriama once for CBS, and he was just really getting into Schadenfreude. And right. it exists, and nobody wants you to do well, and people obviously try to throw sand at your feet. And I think once you get over that and you realize that that's the case, a coach I was visiting with once said that. He said, if people are going out of their way to tell you what you're doing wrong, you're doing a lot of things right. I like mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. Yeah, that one's that one's really good. Uh, let me see if I – oh, last one I had was more of a must-watch than Seinfeld in its prime. Mm-hmm. So who is that one specific to anyone? It's about Duke. That's about Duke. Yeah. We have never seen a player in college basketball 
that has, I think, really captivated the college basketball audience like Zion Williams. Like, there's been great players, there's been great teams, but there wasn't one guy that has been this dominant, right? Yep. This unique. So you think back again to our our, our formative years, Seinfeld. NBC Sunday nights. Well, you didn't miss it. Well, so Thursday nights. We're, Thursday we're night. both thirty four, but I think for the younger audience, that one's we need to update that one for like. But then I wouldn't be on my brand. And, That's and, true. And Maybe a Netflix show or something. Like, yeah, I'm still like learning Netflix and Instagram. <laughs> I, my girlfriend runs <laughs> Again, my Instagram account. You don't have to tell us that. We knew that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you also like to use the phrase "no words" after using a lot of words. So it's like you and LeBron James are all time leaders in words used after no words. Um, can you explain the no words tweets? Sometimes when things are so like unfathomable, I think no other words are needed. But you use but you, a lot. you just but said I, unfathomable. I, I, I That's a word. Words. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You got and me. And then you used after that. <laughs> you got yeah. me. No, no, I said it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about this tournament. That was that was great. I mean, I'm gonna the the, the Rothstein Twitter like go tos. I think have taken on a life of their own, and people if people don't follow you are. You are uh, like a Fortune 500, you know, company. You run yourself. I know. I, I amended. You run yourself. <laughs> it like, runs I, itself. It used yeah. to, well, now it, it went from has you know has, is a Fortune 500 company runs itself to has become a Fortune 500. Right. Now, uh-huh. now just Villanova basketball, a Fortune, Fortune 500. 500. That's you. And I did that because Villanova in 13, 14 had like a comeback year. Yeah. And they were down for a year and then they came back. And then I was watching them the next year, 14, 15, I think they went 33-3 and is when they lost to NC State. NC State, I predicted that. Right, me too. Dog, yep. Dogs pound. And then I won them the title the next year. Yeah, but one thing I remember, I was watching them, and like, I was like, they lost James Bell, but the product is the same, and I was just like this. They're just a Fortune 500 company. And I was like, wait a minute. That's oh, another wait, one. also, I want to go My backwards notebook. for a second. Was that... What did we just do? We did a dog pound? Yeah, dog's pound. Dog's pound. <laughs> dog's pound. <laughs> I fucking love you, yeah. man. Death taxes and John Rossi's Twitter account. Here's one, can count on <laughs> here's, one, pound me. Here, here's one thing I got to ask Big Cat. Now, I have, I have thought about this all season long. And yeah. one of the great days I spent on the college basketball beat for CBS was I went to a practice in fall of 14 in Madison. Yep. And, you know, Bo was the coach. Yep. And it was awesome just because, like, I'm so appreciative I did it now because he's not coaching anymore. I think you look at Purdue with, you know, they're losing players. They lost four starters. Right. They're a three seed. I think in a lot of ways, Matt Painter is the new Bo Ryan. That's why I had death taxes Bo Ryan for a long time. And you have silent assassin Greg Gard. Greg Gard is the silent assassin. Right. But so what's Matt Painter? Matt Painter's death taxes Matt Painter. I have have substituted substituted Matt Painter for Bo Ryan. Because, because Matt Painter to me is the new Bo Ryan. Did, wow. Bo, did Bo ever get in touch with me and be like, hey, what's up, man? That's my I, phrase that you used for I, me. No, I will tell you this. I brought up once that you know Matt Painter is the new Bo Ryan, and Bo texted me from Good. California and said, appreciate the shout out. Hope everything's going well. You know, I'm here you to watch play you play dead play. now, though. Nah, man. Bo's cool. <laughs> you, Bo, Bo often, was great to cover. How often do you text with coaches? I heard that you text coaches. Like good luck in the mornings. I do that. Some I text them a lot of things on game days. Yeah, yeah. I text them like different, you know, things. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so I, you're you you can take credit for like a lot of these wins. I would. Um, you're motivating the coach. Good luck. I, I you're the guy behind the guy. I wouldn't say I'm motivating, but I would say I have daily com- communication with you know almost every staff, even if they don't play. Who coach is- K. Uh, not unless you really need something. Okay. Like, yeah, what, yeah, you, have, you have to learn how to co- pick your battles. But I would yeah. say, yeah, I would say even on, on non-game days, I'm I'm communicating with most days. Yeah. When was the last time Coach K needed something from me? I don't think he's needed anything. I think he's done me a solid when he's come on my podcast. He's come yeah. on twice this year. Wow. wow. Yeah. What about Cal? You text with him? Yeah, text with Cal. 
Buzz Williams is a friend of ours. I bet you he texts back a lot. Buzz, yeah. I mean, Buzz is somebody, you know, he's, he, I don't think Buzz sleeps much. No. no that's why his name's all. Buzz because of the energy. Yeah, that's yeah. like how he got it. Has he ever told you the story about how many letters he used to write to, to college coaches when he was looking for that first One job? a week, right? Yeah, but no, it was one a week to like 20 different coaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like 200 Yeah, coaches. and by, by the, it took him like maybe three or four months of doing this at the college he was working at, but eventually the, uh, the nice ladies in the post department were just like, we're just going to give you free stamps, Buzz, because yeah. you send out so many of these things. Yeah, he's he's one of a kind. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do this tournament. So, big picture, no one got s- snubbed, right? Yeah, I had 68 teams on my ballot today like that were going to make the tournament, and I had 67 in. Uh, I had TCU instead of Belmont, so we're splitting Adams if you worry about that. But, yeah, I think the committee did a good job. Okay, and then any other I, – I heard a lot of people, obviously, were complaining about Michigan State. I, I'm in the mindset of, like, seeding doesn't really matter because it all blows up anyway. Like, if you want to predict that Michigan State's going to play a tough team in the Sweet 16, that team might not even be there. Mm-hmm. So do you think any team has a legit gripe with that? No, I don't. Like, I think, you know, you look at things right now. Like, I, I look – I know a lot of people think that North Carolina – had the toughest draw. I actually think Gonzaga does. Now, I also have names for all four regions. Oh, yeah. oh. hit me with it. I might hear, You want to hear my names before you get into them? Yeah, go ahead. Mine, my, I just might cuck you out of this here. Uh, mine is top left, bottom left, top right, bottom right. That way it's standardized <laughs> across all the networks. Yeah. I like that. No, I've got in the, the east region, I see Duke with all their NBA prospects. I obviously see, you know, Nikhil Alexander-Walker at Virginia Tech, Reggie Perry at, you know, Mississippi State. Also, Bruno Fernando yep, at Maryland. Maryland yep. LSU's got players, and you know you can say the same thing about other teams. That's the region of prospects. Okay. And then you okay. know you look in the West region, and I see just so much pop: John Morant, Marcus Howard, Tyus Battle, Rui Hachimura, Jared Culver, Shamari Pons, Lugens Dort, the Martin Twins, Jordan Caroline. It's Love the, them. It's the region of sizzle. Okay. What happened in Nevada this year? I've been I'm a big Nevada guy, but like they've kind of disappointed a little bit. Well, this year. I mean, you know. They we'll all, also tough for them, you know, not, not getting the same opportunities as other leagues. True, mm-hmm. true. So, top so wait, right. Pop and sizzle? Pop, sizzle. Region of pop. prospects and region of sizzle. Oh, okay. Sizzle, sizzle. I thought this was like a and then, Rice Krispies I, thing. <laughs> <laughs> could go for a snack, by the way. Uh, in the South region, look at these teams. Cincinnati, Tennessee, Virginia, Purdue, yeah. Kansas State, Wisconsin, the region of grind. Yes, Ooh. it's grit and grind right there. Yeah, no scoring. And then bottom right, as you would say, PFT, Carolina, Auburn, Kentucky, yep. Houston can push it. All you know, I just see the region of pace. Yep, pace and space. Pace, there. Pace. Love it. Pace, grind, sizzle, and prospects. I like it. those. Those are actually all fit. So, uh, give us the wh- where do we want to start? Why don't you give us starting with teams that you see lower seated teams that can make some noise? We're big make noise mm-hmm. guys, so we want to give people some tips when they're filling out their bracket. In the region of prospects, I think Maryland. This is the East. This yeah. is the East region. <laughs> Top you know, I've got Duke, I've got Duke obviously going to the Final Four, but I think okay. Maryland is you know vastly forgotten because of the way they played in the Big Ten tournament. You know, Matt Painter told me a couple of weeks ago. He thought, aside from Purdue, Michigan, or Michigan State, he thought Maryland could make the deepest run in the NCAA tournament. That's an NBA 4-5. I'm going to roll the dice on them. I'm going to take Maryland. Now, if the Maryland wins two games, they'll be playing in Washington, D.C. Yep. I'm going to take Duke over Maryland in the in the East Regional Final in the Regional Oh, so you, got, you got Izzo bowing out. I got Izzo bowing out in the Sweet 16. Why do you, think, do you see that? Do you think he's overrated? No, I don't think he's overrated. Oh, shit. I'm, you trying, know what, you know I'm what, trying to get you, that buzz going. You, 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 he's take squatting. No, yeah. You know what? Cal- how calendars are in the state of Michigan? Yes. In East Lansing, January, February, Izzo, Izzo. April, May, June. <laughs> so wait, what, this is Izzo. This is actually good. We'll do it this way: the the by region. So Michigan State. Why do you think? Like, what's their weakness? 
Well, I just, you know, look at Michigan State, and they're a team that, let's face it, is, you know, been a team that's been battled in, that's battled injuries. Mm-hmm. They've been banged up. And I always look for certain circumstances where, you know, teams that maybe haven't performed well but have tremendous talent mm-hmm. can shine through. And I also think, and this is, I think, the upset I'm going to pick. you got to roll the dice somewhere. Yep. LSU, you guys know Will Wade isn't coaching. Yep. You know, suspended indefinitely. Heck of a coach. He's not going to be with his team since LSU – has you know not had Will Wade? They beat a Vanderbilt team that didn't win a game in the SEC, and they lost to Florida. Yale has an NBA prospect in Mie Oni, mm-hmm. which you don't really see on an Ivy League team. And they top, push it too. Their, their top four scores are juniors and seniors. I just think that one of the things that isn't going to be talked about. Everybody's talking about what if Duke doesn't have Zion? Mm-hmm. LSU doesn't have its coach, right? And I'm going to take Yale to beat LSU. And then I'm gonna that opens the door for Maryland to uh, to win a couple of games here. So I like that. in the region of prospects, I got Duke over Maryland in the East Regional Final. Okay, there. I don't think that there's a matchup of schools that are less alike than LSU and Yale. Yeah, just in general true. in the first round. That's so very now, true. now let me put this out here: If LSU wins that first game, do they match up better against Maryland than uh, they match up against Yale? Yeah, I mean, I think you know the thing you need to look at is you're not going to see. <laughs> rational things happen in the NCAA tournament. Right. LSU matches up, you know, really good with Maryland, but I just think, you know, James Jones is a coach at Yale's won a game in the NCAA tournament. You gotta roll the dice somewhere. I just okay. don't like the optics right now yeah. for LSU. I thought they became unraveled at the end of that Florida game. They did. Okay. They did. They had that game. Uh all right, so the Sizzle. Region of Sizzle. West. West region. Okay. Dangerous game for Gonzaga in the round of thirty two against Syracuse. Yep especially on a quick turnaround. I'm going to take the Zags in that game. I think Zach Norvell will be good. I've got Gonzaga against Florida State in the Sweet 16. Leonard Hamilton kind of the sentimental favorite mm-hmm. in yep. this tournament. You know, 70 years 70 old. 70 years old. And that's a rematch of the Sweet 16 You know, we saw last year. I got Florida State for the second straight year beating Gonzaga. They will take on Michigan in the region of Sizzle. And, again, another team off the radar. Michigan's lost to Michigan State three times. Three times yeah. But B-line we know great in the tournament. Veteran team Xavier Simpson. Out of the region of Sizzle, I've got Michigan okay. advancing to the Final Four. So I got Duke against Michigan. Duke out of the region of Prospects. Michigan out of the region of Sizzle. What about uh, – talk to me real quick about this uh, game that everyone's got circled now. Marquette versus Murray State. John Morant versus Marcus Howard. Do you think Murray State's got a chance in this They game? definitely got a chance. I mean, how rare is it that a mid-major team, a 12 seed, has the best player on the floor? But one thing I think you need to take into account, the big difference that you need to look at when mid-majors play high-majors is size up front. Yep. Theo John, Ed Morrow, I know a Wisconsin fan doesn't want to hear that. No. But I just think too much inside, I'm going to go with Marquette. Okay. okay. All right, I like that. I mean, that's very small. I, my rules with, with the attorneys, and you can give maybe some big-picture rules, but I'm always – the size up front, but also uh, veteran point guards because obviously yeah. that's big. And then free throw shooting is always no comes question. Into play in these no games. question. Uh, all right, the region of grit and grind. Region I'm going to change it to grit and grind. Okay, you, can I say grind? You can say, you can say you grind. Want. Yeah, we're not going to. Ch- we're no, not I'm gonna, trying actually, to reprogram. No, you know here. what? Hold on. I'm going to make you say grit and grind. I, I just only so many characters in the tweet though. I don't want to get off brand. <laughs> you're going to you're going to throw me off right grit now. Grind, right, that was, right, that was right, also trademarked by the Grizzlies, right? Yeah. All right, yeah. so... The region of grind. All right, South region. region. Of grind, yeah. Okay, my br- breakthrough in this region, I'm going to take Oregon in the Sweet 16, yep. which uh, I know... That's fine. You. They're, they're playing hot, but here's here's my question to you about that. They play in the Pac-12. 
Correct. So they've been unbelievable, and I've bet on them a bunch the last, like, I basically, this whole entire Pac-12 tournament, I was basically putting Oregon in and going to but, sleep. But you like point guards. And waking it. I do. Peyton Pritchard, but, playing at a high let level. Let me ask you a question, though. Do you not think that the Pac-12, like, the teams they were playing, it's a step up when you're playing a Big Ten? Like, the Big Ten was good this year. No, sure. There were good, like, six teams that were very, very solid. But here's the thing. Oregon's defense yep. has been... You know, sensational. They held Washington under fifty twice, and as we know, Wisconsin has struggled to score. I think it's a That's really a difficult, it uh, it's yeah. a really difficult matchup, and they've got a guy up front. They've got multiple players, but in Kenny Wooten, that can protect the front of the rim. I mean, okay. I, just, I like I like the makeup of that. It's game. First to fifty in that game. First to fifty. So in the region of grind, I got Virginia against Oregon. And then Purdue, the, you know, Matt Painter is a Nubo Ryan, Death Texas, Matt Painter, against Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati did not get a great seed, but they are playing in Columbus. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take Purdue against Cincinnati in the Sweet 16, and I got Virginia over Purdue. Virginia fittingly comes out of the region of grind. Okay, okay. so you have Cincinnati over Tennessee in the second round. Playing then. in Columbus. Yeah, playing in Columbus. That's two, big. Two hours away from Cincinnati's do campus. You, now, do you think that's fair? I think it's part of the NCAA tournament. You know, Wisconsin, if you remember... It was, I know you're going to say, 2015 when they beat Oregon in Milwaukee. But they also lost to Pitt in Milwaukee when yes, they were a six Carl seed. Krauser. When Jamie Dixon was the coach. Which was bullshit that we got a six seed. I actually talked about this at the beginning of the show, that the Sundays don't mean anything. The championship Sunday doesn't mean anything because they won the championship, if you remember that year, against Illinois. That was the, two. That was 2004. Yeah, 2003-04. Yeah. 2003-2004. So Pitt went on and lost to Oklahoma State, who then lost to St. Joe's in the East Regional Final when John Lucas III made the shot. Yep. Yep. Okay. So well, Oklahoma State beat St. Joe's. Yeah. So all right. So Tennessee, Cincinnati. I, Cincinnati has played lights out since Mick Cronin said he was going to have football players come to practice open tryouts. And he's more consistent than a few good men on the range. <laughs> <Yes>. Sunday. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Wait, wait. I so, just want to make sure I got that in there. So who, who's coming out of that bracket? Virginia. In the uh, grind. Virginia. Okay. So then in the region of pace, I got Carolina against Auburn, which could be you know first to 160 wins. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to take Houston against Kentucky. I got Carolina, Kentucky in the Midwest oh, Regional Final. Oh, please. That would be that's, awesome. That's, that's got Sunday 5 o'clock on CBS yes. written mm-hmm. all over. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Last shot. Can I get a can I get another glass of water? Yeah. Of water? Yeah, 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 we got you. I'm starting to feel like Dustin Hoffman in an outbreak right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. That is actually like one of my favorite movies of all time. Underrated. Uh, Renee, Renee Russo. Yeah, so she had a good run there for a while. <laughs> Thomas did. Crown Affair. Yeah. Until she like she got the disease at the end. She started looking kind of Yeah, funny. but then they, they got the, they, you know, then they, 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 they sedated the monkey and they got the syrup. Oh, so that was tough yeah. to watch when the monkey got shot when it was about to go after the little girl. Right. Tough, tough scene. And then. What's that, Hank? Yeah, we just spoiled it all. <laughs> And then everybody dies, Hank. I got Carolina over Kentucky. Now, my thing is this: the world is going to pick Duke to win the national championship. Correct. correct? All right. So yeah. So I've got Duke out of the region of prospects, Michigan out of the region of sizzle, North Carolina out of the region of pace, and Virginia out of the region of grind. So you're an ACC holic. Well, I have said for about a month right now that I thought the ACC had a chance to get three ones. They got three ones. Virginia. Has always had North Carolina's number. But I felt, watching North Carolina against Duke in the ACC tournament, kind of like I felt during round two of Rocky Drago and Rocky Four. Okay. Uh-huh. Because Duke was always, like, on a different level this year. Like, they don't have any veterans. They don't have Grayson Allen. They don't have Quinn Cook. But Carolina traded blows for 40 minutes, and it was kind of reminding me of the Russians' cut. Yep. And it's a bad cut. Yep. And it's Rocky Balboa going after Ivan Drago. Okay. So, North Carolina... 
over Virginia, Duke over Michigan, and in Phase 4, oh, wow. North Carolina and Duke, who, again, we haven't had that in the NCAA tournament. Yep. And I know that Duke has Zion Williamson, and I know he's more machine than man, just like you know Obi-Wan Kenobi told Luke Star- <laughs> Skywalker uh-huh. when he was describing Anakin Skywalker uh-huh. in Star Wars Episode 4. I think North Carolina beats Duke in the national oh, title game, wow. which could be one of the great national title games ever. we've ever had if we have that. Ever. I mean, that would be just huge ratings if it was Duke UNC. Duke Carolina in Phase 4. Yes. Phase 4. We- I was pushing, just so you know where I got that from, in 2014, Duke, uh, excuse me, Wisconsin played Kentucky in the Final Four, and then the whole next year, yep. there was talk that they were going to be in the same region, and I yep. said, no, it needs to be Phase 2. It's a Final Four game. Uh-huh. Yes. So in 2015, I went with Phase 2. Okay. This is Phase 4. How much college basketball do you think like is just bouncing around in your head? Uh, when you're Years. just like, yeah, do you watch other sports? No, none, no, none. Like so, not so, even so, football. Like socially, not even I NFL. Socially, I will. Socially, I like that. Do you watch but college I, basketball or college football? Socially, I will. But yeah, no, no real interest. <laughs> yeah, like, like I'll go just but, to like basically just to have friends still. Yeah, like exactly. Like you know, John Shambi, you know, does a great job at ESPN. Yeah, like, he, he's a buddy of mine. Like one time, like in the fall, I met him to watch college football at like Bar Coast on the Upper East Side. Get the wings, carry style. If you go, okay, it'll change, it'll change your life. That was like the last time I remember like watching a non-college basketball. Match. Oh, and I watched. I just, just go to tell you, I went to a Super Bowl party last a uh, couple years ago, and they, I was like, why are they taking the extra points so far back? And somebody's like, oh, they changed the rule. Oh, I yeah. didn't know. Do you watch the Super Bowl every year? Yeah, my friend has a great party on 86th okay. Street. Do you the watch? The spread is unbelievable. Do you? We'll make sure to check it out. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I feel humble after I don't feel hungry. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> do we? Uh, do you watch like the rest of the playoffs, NFL playoffs? Uh, you know, socially, socially. But if it, conflicts, so that means, that means if that, it like, conflicts with college basketball season, like I'll be tweeting about you know the Cincinnati UCF game over like you know the, Pat- yeah, the Patrick yeah. Mahomes, whatever. He's right, doing. right. So right. you'll be in the same room as a television that's showing an NFL game, but you'll be watching like on your phone. But ten, no, no, not even that. Like I would say, like if if there's a big college basketball game, I'm watching a big college basketball game. Right. Like I care about the non-conference game between US, UCF and Alabama because right. that could be the difference on the bubble on a day like today. Right. Sure. That's why you were. That's why you got 67 out of 68 correct. Well, I appreciate it, man. You yeah. probably should have watched a little more TCU. I watched a lot of TCU. And I did, too. And they I, stink. And I used to, you know... Well, if Jalen Fisher was healthy, yeah. they might have been the best team in the Big 12. They did get a little... They, they fell apart at the end. But they got Desmond Bain, a member of the League of Shadows. Yes. Yeah. So, wait. Uh, do you, How many TVs do you have in your house? Uh, two. Two. How do you keep track of all the games? What? Well, you know, I've got a computer. My girlfriend has a computer. I have a phone, so sometimes, you know... You just You're just track. watching on there? Yeah, I mean, she's not a big fan of it, but the season's almost over. Yeah. <laughs> how, how does that possibly work for you to be with somebody that's not a, a fan of college basketball? She's a very independent girl, and she gets it, and just, you know, when the season's over, you know, I just have to kind of, like, you know, be more amenable to being a normal civilian. <laughs> Socially. What do, you, what do you talk about with it, though? It seems like you, like, your brain is filled with college basketball. Yeah, I mean, you talk about other stuff. You know, 80s like, movies? 80s, I was going to say more like mid-90s. <laughs> okay, yeah, mid-90s. You know, th- things like uh, that. Yeah, um, I have one question about the, was it the Prospects region? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's one of Duke, right? Yeah. <laughs> Give me, it, tell me the formula for how Duke will lose in the round, uh, you know, we'll say the Sweet 16 against Virginia Tech, let's assume. You know, Virginia Tech beat Duke with Zion. I actually think this, and I don't think Duke's going to lose this game, but UCF I have over VCU. In mm-hmm. the first round of the region of prospects. Now, UCF is a team that makes you go over the top of the defense because they're so physical. Taco Fall, seven foot six, yeah, yeah. big man. Their power forward, Colin Smith, a transfer from GW. They got another bruiser, Chad Brown. That game, if it comes to Duke against UCF, Johnny Dawkins against Coach K, Ooh. that will test 
Duke's outside shooting. Ooh, like they're going to have to go over it. the it's top. Not good. Right, no, but that's the entry. Now, I don't think they're going to lose to UCF, but you know, that's a scenario where they'll have to make some shots or else, you know, right. they could be low scoring. How many names do you know? How many players' names do you know in college A lot. Basketball? A lot. And yeah. do you forget the ones, like, do you get rid of the ones that you don't need after this season? No, not really. I think you, you storm somewhere. Like, I remember, like, you know, the first time I really kind of really decided this is what I wanted to do was March 23rd, 1991. Okay. Duke UNLV in the Final Four, 79-77. You know, Leitner made the two free throws. And ever since then, I've just kind of stored things in different areas. You're a robot. <laughs> I don't think I'm a robot. <laughs> Name five players. That, was what, that would be what a robot would Five say. players in St. Mary's. St. Mary's? Yeah. Jordan Ford, Malik Fitz. <coughs> Uh-oh. 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 I'm having a microconverter. Plug him back, no. back in. Jock Perry. Okay. okay. Three's good That's enough. That's pretty good for St. Mary's. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan Hunter. Okay. okay. Who had 15 rebounds against Gonzaga. Of course. And uh, Tanner Krebs. Okay, there we go. Tanner Krebs actually played really well against uh, BCU in the NCAA tournament a couple years ago. Okay. Now, one player I remember when I was at a St. Mary's workout, I was out in Northern California last summer, and I went by and went, um, Krista Zorix, who was supposed to be a good player, you know, got hurt. Yeah. You go to every gym, basically, right? I go, I see about, you know, I'd say 35, 40 practices. You do a whole tour. A tour, all the time. Like, when does it start? I'd say, you know, I think I need, you know, a, a little bit of time just to decompress after the season. I'd like, imagine. You know, you start, you, I do some you know draft stuff and things like that, and there's always, if there's, you know, most of the coaching stuff's done after the Final Four in terms right. of news, but I think, you know, April, May, after the NBA draft stuff is done, you take a little time, and then July, what I really like to do is when teams are taking, like, foreign tours, and you can go see them, you're still seeing practice. Right. So, like, I got out there in July, like, last year I went out in July to the Midwest, I saw Cincinnati, Ohio State, Xavier, and Kentucky. It was a great trip. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like, you know, it's July and, like, right. Kentucky practice. Right, right. Wait, uh, that, is that, a fo- what do you mean foreign tours? They're getting ready to Like, t- every four years, the NCAA lets you take a foreign tour where you can play a couple of exhibition games and you can have ten practices. Okay. So, it's like, you know, you're starting, you know, it's like training camp. Right. And so on and so forth. But I knew those teams had a chance to be good three in the NCAA tournament. So, like, that's a productive week. Yeah. You should yeah. try to go on a foreign tour with VCU to Europe. No, 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 no. He's not leaving. Go to Europe with, with VCU. Do you have a passport? Change your life. I have a passport. I once went to a wedding for my boss, who, my <laughs> former boss who I love, at Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. I was climbing mm. the walls a little bit. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, have you ever had a conversation with Bill Walton? No, I'd love to. I would love to see that conversation. Because I, I, you know, I live tweet him and Pash. I thought I love Walton and Pash. Yeah, mm-hmm. love Walton. And Pash. Walton's yeah. a great guy. Um, all right, my last question. It's actually the SeatGeek question. If you want to go to a game, you want to go to a tournament game, put in promo code Take at SeatGeek. You get ten dollars off. That's promo code Take SeatGeek. Ten dollars off. Go see a March Madness game. Since you know every player and you have all this knowledge, tell me your all-time favorite big, uh, big guy from Wisconsin. White big guy from Wisconsin. Wow, that's a great question. Thank you. <laughs> All-time favorite white Yeah, big guy. Does Duye Dukin count? Yeah, he's not. No, it, not it, it, uh, I'm it's, talking it's, power it, forward center. It's, it's Kaminsky. Okay. It's Kaminsky. What about Brian Butch? McDonald's all American. Butch had that People big game that. against Pitt in the non-conference. Remember when Orlando Tucker <laughs> yes. was on the, on the deal? I was that, at that game. Yeah, he had a big game, but it's Kaminsky. Okay. Brian Butch was just the the funniest because it was like he was a McDonald's All American because they gotta like space it out and it's like this guy is not a McDonald's All American. Yeah. So the whole time I was like he could be good eventually, and uh, no, he wasn't. Yeah, I mean it's disappointing, but it's amazing what Bo did there. Yes. And it's and I think it's you know Greg Gard had the injuries last year, but he's done a good job. You know I just the the team for me 
that I thought had a chance to maybe get to a Final Four was a team that lost to Notre Dame. They had the game. Yes. Vito Brown makes that three. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of gave the game away. And, you know, Wisconsin, this is the interesting thing I remember being at practice. They would go crazy when there would be a turnover or a foul because that's the system. Right. You don't turn it over and you don't foul. You don't put the team in the bonus. Right. You got a great chance to win. Right. And, and then I, they never planned for Coach K paying the refs at halftime that whole thing. Sure. We'll just end it that way. Uh, John Rossi, this has been hilarious, awesome. I hope you had fun. I had a blast, guys. This yeah. was awesome. Thank you. This uh, is March. Yeah, this is March. The best, the best three words in, tw- in Twitter. This yeah. is March. Just say it again one more time. This is March. All right. Yeah, I like. That. Are you just so excited right now? I like. I tell people all the time. You know, everybody says, "Well, you wake up like you're a kid on Christmas." You know, in our house, the big night of Hanukkah was the eighth night, and that mm-hmm. was the night of like we got the super present uh-huh. in our house. I am so much more excited than the night I ever got the super present in the, the Rothstein whole month. house. The whole month. No, nah, I mean, this is the thing that's great about March Madness. Everything logically that you think is going to happen, the polar opposite is going to occur. Last year, I remember studying so much about Vermont and the America East because I loved Anthony Land. They were old. I was like, maybe this team could be somebody who picked somebody off. They lose to this UMBC team who wasn't the top team in their league. And what happens? Right. UMBC doesn't just beat Virginia and be the first 16 to beat a one. They win by 20. Yeah. Right. They win by 20. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. like, this is something, again, that you can't project. You can't predict, but this is what makes the next three weeks the best three weeks in sports. And it's not even close. Yeah. I like it. I love it. Um, do you have a favorite moment from March? Wow, that's a great question. That's a great question. Thank, I, you. I mean, Thank I, you, Big Cat. Thank yeah. you, I mean, I mean, you want to give, give me, like, you want to get a few or no? Uh, no? I want you to get, I'll give you three, but you have to pick one that's your top favorite. Top favorite. You know, I mean, it's hard to pick one for sure. I remember of all the players I covered, I just loved watching Shabazz Napier uh-huh. more than, you know, I think any other guard that I covered. So as great as Kemba Walker was in 2011, I loved watching Shabazz. And I thought that 2014 run was pretty special. When I was starting my career out, I was doing like four jobs. I was doing, you know, updates and stringing for ESPN Radio New York, and I was working for my friend's brother who ran, like, a real estate company, and I was freelance writing college hoops for FoxSports.com. But I had, with the money I was making, I was buying airtime on a radio station in Westchester County so I could get, like, you know, a demo. Yeah. And it was this little, you know, radio station in Westchester County, you know, like one dentist office got it. It was, like, 500 watts. But I got Billy Donovan on. Damn. You know, the year after they won a national championship in 06, and then I remember the following uh april it was the first final four i went to as a member of the media and i watched them win back to back and you you guys know what it's like in the journey it's like you feel like wow it's like i got i got this guy on my show mm-hmm. and now i'm here and i'm you know asking a question at a press conference i just i remember being like really really just you know mesmerized by just how good that team was and they played ohio state who had odin and conley yep. mm-hmm. and it was just awesome joakim and odin got fouls you know lee humphrey first. didn't miss the three that year from february 1st on and well, that was the team and I, I might be making this up but they broke the net with a swish one time right yeah i mean that team was one of the great college teams that we've seen and i think you know the only team by the way that's that this year will be the the first year i assume duke well maybe not three top 10 guys but this that was the only team Ever that had three top ten guys in the draft, yeah, and which is I, crazy to think. Like crazy, Duke and UNC have never had that. Yeah, and I, I would say other moments that stand out. I know he asked for three, but just stand out. Just remember not believing what happened when Indiana beat Duke in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. Jared Jeffries, yep, they came back. That was amazing. 
UConn beating Duke in 99, uh-huh. and then Duke. I, I just remember when I first got into this how good Vegas was with LJ and Stacey Augman, Greg Anthony, and, you know, just Duke ending the 45-game winning streak. Yeah. I, I remember this vividly because my parents, who I love to death, they've been married now. It's going to be 44 years, and, you know, they've gotten you know, just a handful of fights. And my father, you know, learned early, you know, don't, you know, put your foot down too much. My mother had a plan to go to dinner, like, with her friend from college and her husband. And I remember really my, my father saying, I'm not going. I'm not missing this game. Right. It has a chance to be an all-time game. And I just remember, you know, Leitner hitting the two free throws. That shaped you for life. It shaped me for life. And then, <laughs> and then, like, really, I mean, I haven't really stopped kind of following yeah, it since. Right. Since March 23rd, That's 1991. It. That's it. I love it. All right, uh, John, thank you. Everyone follow him at John Rothstein. You can go. J-O-N. Yeah, uh, you can check it out. CBS. S-I-W-F-A-N, and also his podcast, College Hoops Today. John, thank you. Keep killing, guys. All right, guys, our favorite beer is back. It's Bud Light and just in time for the college basketball tournament. Bud Light's keeping it real and changing the game by being transparent and putting the ingredients label right on their packaging, brewed with barley, hops, water, and rice. That's it. No corn syrup, no preservatives, no artificial flavors. Who else is keeping it real this week? Well, we know that Duke's keeping it real. We know Zion's keeping it real. We know Coach K is keeping it real with his fake hair. We love March Madness, and the only thing that we love more than March Madness is Bud Light. Also, we're doing our Bud Light Busters bracket. It's going to be coming out on Tuesday, where we're going to be drafting underdogs for the that we're going to be rooting for in uh, the NCAA tournament. And if our underdog makes it to the Sweet 16, we get to go to Vegas. For Dave's birthday party. How awesome is that? Pretty cool. So Bud Light Busters, look for that on Tuesday. In the meantime, keep drinking that Bud Light. Remember, you got to be 21 or over to drink a nice cold Bud Light. And as long as you are, then you should just slam them home. That interview is also brought to you by Movement. MVMT, that's right. It's time to move on to our all-time favorite underdog success story, Movement Watches, founded on the belief that style should not break the bank. They've sold almost 2 million watches worldwide by bringing quality designs at fair prices. They've got awesome sunglasses, too. They just dropped their first ever automatic watch, the Arc Automatic. They've got a 1960s American muscle car-inspired blacktop collection as well. I get tons of compliments all the time on my movement watches and my sunglasses. And they got bracelets. they got everything that you need. Movement is a great, great brand. They have tremendous products. Everybody loves them, and they're super affordable. They're all about looking good while keeping it simple. They don't tell you how many steps you've taken. They don't blow your wrist up with messages. They're not overly intrusive on life with notifications, texts, emails. They tell time like true classic timepieces should, and they look great doing it. It's a crowdfunded startup. They understand living under a tight budget because they lived it too. They wanted real quality products for everyone. It was started by college dropouts and almost 2 million watches later in over 160 countries. They are our favorite underdog success story. And they start at just 95 bucks. You're looking at $400 for the same quality from a traditional brand. And again, they've sold over 2 million watches, great quality. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash pardon. They're launching new styles all the time, so check out their latest at mvmt.com slash pardon and join the movement. Okay, let's get to some segments. we got some breaking moves, though, first. Oops. Breaking moves from Christy Teigen. Oh no! She said, "I recently found a soda machine at the airport that lets you add flavors to different sodas. As Dr Pepper is the best soda, I made vanilla Dr Pepper. It was a delight. 
I've been doing some research and see what Dr. Pepper Vanilla Float used to exist. Can we have that back? So breaking news, Chrissy Teigen has recently found out of something that's existed for like a decade. Yeah, they're called the Coca-Cola Freestyle Machines. That's fucking... And they're in every movie theater in America. How? That's so awesome to be that goddamn rich. To be that behind the times? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for like... That is so sick that mm-hmm. like you just don't you never are in public whatsoever. You don't go to movies. You don't do anything like everything. You know you get all the screeners into your home movie theater and all that shit. You don't have to, to fly in these poor people airports. Mm-hmm. You just found out about this, Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Damn. Do you remember like George H. W. Bush when he was president? He found out what an, what a supermarket scanner was yeah. for the first time. I, I'm just I can't wait till Christy finds out about Uber. It's going to be insane. Yeah. When yeah. she figures out that you can call a car, like call a cab to your house, that's going to be wild. Good for her. Yeah. Or, or when she finds out about chocolate milk. Oh. Which that breaking moves was brought to you by. <laughs> for real recovery that tastes real good. There we go. I like it. I like it's it. brought to you by. We got all the integrated ads. God, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. God damn. That, that is pretty sweet, though, that's, to not know what a soda machine is. Like, how, how do you go... How do you go this long? I mean, I, I would guess like five years ago it was new. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, just go, six, in, seven. Like every Chick Fil A. They're in everywhere. They're in everywhere. Yeah. Well, like, she eats super healthy all the time. Yeah, that's true. So she that was it, her cheat, also, it was cheat it was cheat day of the year. It tells me she that had a Dr Pepper. It tells me that John Legend doesn't take her out to watch movies. Yeah. Well, no, go, I'm saying they, they don't screeners. go on. No, they don't go on dates anymore. It's sad. I hear they're breaking up. Damn. Damn. That is an awesome existence. All right, let's uh, do some segments. First up, we have LeBron Blames. He was caught sitting at the end of the bench in the Mecca. He loves playing in the Mecca. Mm-hmm. And, we love uh, having him. Really far away from all of his teammates. Clyde Frazier took him to task, and then he was blocked for the game winner. Who blocked him? Uh, Mario. Like, Hazonia? Yeah. Yeah. So, LeBron Blames. I just, listen, I'm not, you're LeBron Stan PFT. Uh-huh. LeBron James is on a tanking team. Don't you think that he was sitting far enough away from his teammates because maybe he wanted to give them their space? Mm. He's being respectful of their personal barriers. Well, and you didn't let me finish. He was sitting in James Dolan's lap, so oh. he was like, "I want to be a Nick." Okay, yeah, even better. I like this. Jeff Van Gundy put it out in the universe like last week that the Lakers should trade LeBron, and it's awesome. Jesus, they should. <laughs> they should. He's not yeah. like he's. But they should trade him, him for Anthony player. Davis. There, there's <laughs> there's a little something in his contract. It's probably no trade clause, right? Yeah, but I don't know. They should just be like, "Hey, LeBron, sorry." That would be pretty funny if they you just, wanted AD in, in LA. If, if they snuck a contract past him that didn't have the no trade clause, in yeah, it, and then they just shipped him to like. Yes. Uh, all right, we have a uh, respect the biz. This one is for Bradley, the uh, school, and they they made the March. They made the tournament for the first time in like twenty years, mm-hmm. and their coach basically banned one of the writers from writing about it because he said he had a bad attitude. Big J, yeah. What, what was the exact quote? I, well, I, the quote was he didn't do enough to promote the Bradley brand. <laughs> which, as we Bradley as we brand. know that, like, if you're a local reporter, where is Bradley located? It's in Illinois. Okay, that's you know what's interesting is. It's basically if the United States gets into a war with a country or if it's March Madness, those are the only two times a year that we ever learn about geography. Right. Like, I know where so many shitty, weird schools. Uh, South Carolina. There you go. Yeah. Got it. Gardner-Webb. No idea. <sighs> where? I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone? Gardner-Webb? Good answer. Pittsburgh. Okay. Ooh. That, that's a nice... Yeah. Uh, North Carolina. Okay. Nice. Very nice. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but those are like the only two reasons for us to learn geography. If yeah. We're bombing, if we're bombing your country 
or if you're playing a 15 it, or if you're playing against my team in the second round. Yeah, they're 15 seed playing Kansas. Yeah, and they're gonna and they're we won't even remember that you were in the tournament after 40 minutes. Right, you'll be the team that that was like down five points to Kansas with 10 minutes left 10 years ago, and we all forgot your name. Yes. Um. Wait, what team was that? Yeah, you know. Oh, I think that was Holy Cross back in 2003. Holy Cross, I think. Right, I think Holy Cross was close. Yeah, I yeah. think they took him to overtime as a 15 seed. Yeah, I was actually looking up. I love this time. I was looking up the Vermont. I was watching that Vermont game. Looking up Taylor Coppenrath. You got it. Vermont is an automatic, like right into the next round. Just because just of Taylor because, Coppenrath. Just because of Taylor Co- Taylor Coppenrath. Fucking twenty years ago. Uh, the final score was seventy to fifty nine Kansas, and uh, but Holy Cross was up at halftime. <laughs> Love it, and we still talk about it to this day. Yes, exactly. So th- those 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 teams and those guys live on forever. Yep. Uh, so wait, so the Bradley guy, what, how did this story end? He's is he back or is he not? Yeah, He's because out. all the big J's caused a, they Good. created a big stir. They they united uh, behind their their scribe, and somebody suggested that as a symbol um, after their first game in the NCAA tournament. All the uh, all the journalists that were covering Bradley should stand up together and collectively walk out when their coach I like to the microphone. A walkout, a walkout, good old fashioned walkout. I mean, this is the this is the dumbest thing you can do if you're a small school, yeah. like because everyone loves rooting for the small schools. Everyone wants to make you know the next Sister Jean story real, but the bad way to do that is to piss off all the journalists who would cover your school like ad nauseum, like yeah. to the point where everyone's sick. Everyone was sick. Of a fucking nine-year-old lady last year. Yeah. Think about that. You could have that, dude, but you ruined it mm-hmm. because you, because people weren't promoting the brand enough. Who's the new sister, Jean, this year? Mm. If I was a coach, I would definitely pay a nun to just hang out around my team. Uh, Hank's cat. Hank's cat. We should get a whole <laughs> story. Sister, sister we LeBron. John, yeah. Yeah. We we we're, we recorded John Rothstein after the show, but remember the time in the interview when we told him they should write about Hank's cat. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was. Yeah, that was wild. That's a whoa. That was a whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have a new segment. New segment alert. A A F A F. Johnny Manziel's in the A A F. Yeah. So Alternate title for this segment is A A F. Remember that? Mem- remember when we got into A A F for a week? Yeah. Well, they you did... got into A A F for a week. They you never did. No. Oh, cool. Hater. Wow. Very Hater. cool. Very cool, Hank. This is a sports podcast. You're out here bragging about how you don't watch sports. Well, no, but at one point in the week, we're like, we should record late on Sunday because of the AAF, and we were like, that makes no <laughs> sense. It's that. the fucking yeah, AAF. Yeah, I, I did say, say that. that. Well, I, well, I, I think I football. said to Hank, I was like, yo, if we have to do this, if if we have to record late on Sunday nights for the AAF, I'm going to kill myself. I love football, <laughs> and that was I got a little over my skis on that one, I'll be honest. Uh, but yeah, they figured out what I like to call the golden triangle. They're starting to, uh, to approach uh, my theory, which is if you can get Johnny Menzel, Tim Tebow, Colin Kaepernick, any two of those three, if you have two of those three quarterbacks in your league, people will tune in in droves to watch it. Yeah. So and they've got one of them. And and if you think I'm not going to watch Johnny Menzel. Everyone is. When he plays for the for the Memphis Express, my Memphis Express, you're insane. Also, him with Mike Singletary is going to be just Italian chef kissing fingers. Mwah. This was their last move for to like gain any kind of relevance, especially during March Madness. And this is it. Like We will watch a Christian Hackenberg, I'm pretty sure, got hurt. No. I'm pretty Fake sure he news. did. No, no. Okay. Zach Mettenberger got hurt. Oh, Zach Mettenberger Christian got hurt. Christian Hackenberg is, is fine. <laughs> Put him in a safe room. But having Johnny Manziel play a game, like, everyone will watch. Yes. That is what Johnny Manziel is, that, that he is. Like, they should play this game on CBS before. They should actually play it on Monday afternoon after the tournament to he give should, us something. He should just be all-time quarterback for both teams. Yeah. 
And uh, so the AAF, hats off to you. Want to do a little AAF uh, stat update? Mm-hmm. You ready for this? Trent Richardson, uh, five games played. Tell me how many touchdowns and how many yards he's rushed for. Okay, so I'm going to say that he has five games. He has eight touchdowns, okay. and I don't know how many yards, but it's probably an average of 3.1 yards per Ooh, carry. Oh, you were right on one, so he has eight touchdowns. Uh-huh. He has 75 attempts for 181 yards for a 2.4 average. <laughs> Perfect Trent Richards. Yes. He's almost a human first down if you just ran it four downs. Yeah, Ryan Grigson, is, he's like on the phone right now. He won that trade. Yes, he, he did. He won that trade, if you look at it. He's Eight so- touchdowns for five games, that's insane. Listen, say what you want about him. He's very efficient. He doesn't need a lot of yards to get his touchdowns. Two point I'd rather my running back work smart than work hard. Longest rush? 22 yards. 10 yards. <laughs> And that was AAF for uh-huh. AF. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, all right, last up we have a This League. Giannis dunked on Ben Simmons and said he's a fucking baby, a baby. This League, man. This League. It's crazy. It, is it more disrespectful to call somebody a fucking baby or a baby back bitch? Mm. I feel like fucking baby is pretty pretty disrespectful. Shout out KD for shouting us out that he yeah, just true. watches our every move. Big back bitch. Mm-hmm. I do like KD. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I want him on the show. Has swung entirely for me. I I'm simultaneously a LeBron stand and a KD stand. They're both two future New York Knicks. Well, he's starting to embrace the fact that he like is talking about his burners and being like, yeah, I read everything. Yeah, I think Kevin Durant is actually just a normal person. Yeah, he just doesn't act like he's, he's the like problem above was it. for a long time he pretended he like he was tried, above it. Yes, and he we, tried to say he was above it. Turns out, no, he's just a normal guy. Right, he's exactly like us. Yeah, uh, except he's got. A slightly wetter jumper than mm-hmm. me. And sweet tattoos. Yeah. Business tattoos. I can, and he can't bench as much as me. No, that's actually very true. All right, let's finish up. We have a Monday reading. This one's a doozy. It's coming from Vice. We actually alluded to it last week. It is titled, My Month Inside a Group of People Who Drink Their Own Piss. Okay. All right, so let's start it off. The first line. All right, everyone. Let's start off our day with a nice tall glass of piss. Okay, that is, sounds good to me. That's It's another day in the Facebook group Urine Therapy, the Real Universal Remedy, a forum I joined exactly a month ago when I noticed that drinking one's own pee was in the news, as it is again today. It's in the, Was it really in the news? I don't think it was ever in the news. No, it wasn't in the news. He saw, like I don't know, it was recommended on his Google algorithm forum? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Because he's constantly Dude, searching for doing? a drink. Is anybody drinking piss yet in America? In the Facebook description, the group says that urine therapy opens the doors of your soul, healing every part of your being ut refers not just to the drinking of one's own piss but also the bathing in it and its consumption through the nostrils by the way one of the things the I, snorting piss now yes yeah, snorting like with a straw yeah like chopping up in line freezing it and then using it as ice cubes um, one of the things that i like the most in this world is when people jump really quickly into their own little acronym for whatever weird thing they're doing yeah so like they mentioned urine therapy once glossed over that and now all of a sudden we're calling it we've agreed to call it ut texas is back that's right. Yeah. Drinking your own piss. UT, let's go. UTI is yeah. what they should call it. So he goes on. He's in this Facebook group. Uh, every post in the Facebook group is capable of surprising me. Shortly after I joined, someone asked the group what they m- most like about urine therapy. It gave me more energy, more flexibility, more clarity of mind, more ability to fast for longer. So it's so it's helping you fast. You're well, doing like one junk science thing to 
to facilitate another. To make you more efficient at a different job. It lets me put my fight and necklaces on much more easily. It, it lets me drink my cauliflower juice that cures cancer a lot easier. Yeah. So I, I could actually understand why it would help with fasting. Because it's probably going to take away your appetite because you're drinking a glass of your own hot piss. <laughs> For some reason, I don't feel like eating much when I'm drinking my piss all day. Yeah. All right. So more ability to fa- fast for longer and a great understanding of how harmful food is to our baby. Oh, that's, this guy has a yeah. kid. Someone, so a, another ads. that's why I love about it. It's a feedback loop to measure how your body feels. Eat beef and fries and your urine will taste like ass. That's how you can tell, like that you shouldn't be eating something. It's all one song. I saw one meal. I can't do that because it makes my piss taste bad. <laughs> oh man! Someone else says, <laughs> "Does asparagus make your piss taste great?" I bet it doesn't, but it's yeah. really healthy. Yeah. Someone else says that they like the increased vibration. It's very pineal gland cleansing. It's leading to spiritual enlightenment for me. I had the ceiling open one morning, and love just poured out over me. Words cannot describe what I felt. It was real. Get unreal! Wow, we are so loved, dude. I think you drank your, your ecstasy piss. Mm-hmm. Like I think you, you're tripping. you did too yeah. much e. You, you you went to a rave and then you pissed into it and then you did it again and then on a Sunday morning you woke up and you were still rolling. This guy needs a hobby more than anything in the it's world. It's a bunch of people, by the way. Yeah, just get a hobby. Yeah. like you you know how bored you have to be to resort to drinking your own piss for fun. Yeah, not because you have to, not because you're you're dying of thirst but just because you're looking for a weird outlet in your life or something to write about. Imagine how many things that this guy has exhausted, like different hobbies and things he's got, gotten into to write about on a shitty blog that now he's reached drinking piss. Okay, quick side tangent. I've ha- I've drank one shot of piss before. I have also drank yeah. piss before. I drank full it disclosure. Because, yeah, full disclosure for everyone out there. It was actually when in college when I was – it was – I can explain it. It was I was doing steroids, so I provided clean piss – my own clean piss and saved it in the refrigerator. Uh-huh. And then that's a bad thing to have around like yeah. when you're just drinking in college and yes. like, haha, wouldn't it be fun? Hey, if you lose this bet, you got to drink the piss that's been sitting in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Wasn't good. I've but ac- it was clean. Yeah. No steroids. I've accidentally done it before. Okay. So that's a not, little bit better not, than my on purpose not, like, yeah, yeah uh, uh piss that I drank because I was also trying steroids. Yeah, well, no, I think that's a lot cooler, actually. Yeah, probably at least you were juicing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was just I didn't like, do anything. I, I was didn't just, go to the gym. I just juiced. I just had a lack of awareness <laughs> on my part. Yeah. All right, so on January 8th, someone asked the group if they can drink someone else's piss because drinking their nephews went down so much easier. Oh, what the fuck? Someone pops in the comment that the post is being reported and that people are uneasy with it. Well, thank God there are rules here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, there are guidelines that we adhere to in the piss guzzlers forum. Damn. Okay, you drink your own piss. And by the way, is it weirder to drink a young person's piss than to drink an old person's piss? Oh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Don't you worry. Okay. Perhaps it was the way you worded it, they say. In early February, someone else says, I've been fasting, drinking urine, and eating once a day for a couple of weeks now. Yesterday, I experienced something very different. My vision started to flicker. It was like I could see another dimension. Dude. No, you're just dying. You're dying. You're dying. You're drinking yourself to death with your own piss. (laughs) You're drowning yourself in piss. Okay, so. Can it, well, is it possible, you know how you can get that thing, that syndrome, if you drink too much water? Yeah, your cells flood and you die. Right? Can you can you drown yourself by drinking too much of your own piss? I mean, I would assume so. Yeah, that'd be that's actually a pretty fucking metal way to die. So, 
it will not uh, shock you, PFD, to learn that a lot of these people in this group are paranoid of big science. Mm-hmm. So the guy goes on because he starts interviewing people. The paranoia in the community is alarming. If urine therapy is as, as effective as people claim, I ask allegedly Dave. That's his name. Allegedly Alleg- Dave. Yeah, the he's name. So, he's so paranoid he allegedly has a name. My parents call me Dave. I did not elect that name on my own. All right, so I ask allegedly Dave why doctors wouldn't simply prescribe it. He tells me that I have a naive uh, view of the world and that all, the medical industry is trying to reduce the population by 90%. Fact. Read, That's a lot. Read the UN uh, Security Council Humanoids. Code 70 subsection 5C3. Bro, humanoids in China. As per the Joe Rogan podcast. Yes. Uh, I ask him what he would do if he got cancer tomorrow. He says that this would never happen. If it did, he would follow the alternative health teachings of Dr. John Beard, Dr. Otto Warburg, Dr. Ernst T. Krebs, and Dr. Bruce Lipton. That's a fake name. Mm -hmm. When I look up Dr. Ernst T. Krebs, I discover that he was a a con man who wasn't a doctor and promoted all sorts of bogus treatments for cancer. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's really fucked up. Dr. Bronner? Yeah. Is he the guy that does that soap with all with the manifesto written down Bruce the side? Bruce Lipton. Uh, all right. One of the Facebook group's administrators who asked to remain anonymous, I wonder why, says that the group isn't for promoting urine therapy, simply for discussing it. She worries that people will ridicule the group members. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. They conflate urine therapy with anti-vaccination. Yeah, they don't want to be – those are the crazy people. Yeah, we don't want to be associated with the anti-vax. <laughs> and if you were to look at, at the membership in this group, probably 95% of them also are members of uh, – like one, what, of the, one of the fringe anti-vax groups. The Venn diagram is one big circle. As also, you, if you were to ask the, the uh, members of an anti-vax group, they would probably be like, no, we don't, we don't want to be associated with a group that's drinking their own piss. Fuck those people. They're snorting piss. Uh, it's just the wives are, are anti-vaxxers and all their husbands are piss drinkers. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, let's wrap up here. Yin and the yang. Uh, I, ask, I ask her why medical experts wouldn't prescribe urine if it cured almost every disease on earth. Medicine is evidence-based. If they haven't got evidence it is effective, they cannot prescribe it, she Fact. answers. I used to be able to be open with my doctor and tell him about urine therapy, and he would take interest. Now he just gruffly says... Don't drink your urine or don't stick your urine up your nose. <laughs> Fuck, man. All right. Last up. Uh, Lee's partner in urine therapy, Fabian uh, Fargaharson, is 37 years old and from the Midlands. He and Lee now have a talk show called Alkalize to Realize. That's fucking badass. Talk show? Alkalize to Realize. Yeah, but define talk show. They, well, they do a Facebook Yeah, live. they do an Instagram. Yeah. Uh, as well as an aged urine Facebook group. Not n- not a Facebook group that's old. Yeah, and a- urine. A- a- the urine is old, and it's a Facebook They're group. Like, like whiskey or wine, it gets yes. better. Yes, Fabian says he'd like to help homeless people with age urine therapy. He says it's starting... Listen, like that's a- like you're basically... You're one step away from being the world's biggest jackass, being like, you know what? Let's test it on homeless people. Mm-hmm. Mary Antoinette said, let them eat cake. This yeah. person's saying, let them drink their own piss. No, let them drink their own aged piss. Yeah, so, yeah. The, it, the good stuff. So if you're on the street, piss into a mason jar, like, hide it under some leaves for a week, <laughs> bury it underground, let it ferment for a little bit, and then come back and you'll be good to go. Uh, he says that starting urine therapy around two like, years let me ago. Just get some, let me just buy me a beer. As part of his spiritual practice, increases energy. When I ask what treatment he would seek if he were to get cancer, he says he would drink aged urine. I used to think the same as you, Lee tells. I did, I really did, until I got ill. Everybody that goes on it, it just changes their life. Or it hypnotizes you and tells you a load of lies. It's one of the two. 
Yeah. I love these people because if you talk to someone like this, like these crazy people long enough, they'll eventually just tell on themselves. Mm -hmm. So he literally just admitted that it's hypnotizing him to the point where he's just telling a load of lies that like urine, drinking your own urine is good for you. Well, it is sterile. Yeah. So the the very dangerous line that came out is everybody always says, you know, pee is sterile. It's fine to like... If you pee on a cut or something, pee on a jellyfish thing, yep. that's fine. And so word got out that pee is, is good for you in certain medical circumstances, and they just took it to the next logical step. It's like, let's just let's snort it, let's drink it, let's put ma- up, let's mainline it. Le- they Remember when the kids uh, a few years ago were, were dipping tampons in vodka and then putting up their butt? Yeah, I do remember that. That was wild. Butt chugging? Yeah, butt chugging with, with wine. Butt chug. just like, let's a- just make jackass, but with no cameras. Yeah. Honestly, like I would much rather butt chug... Like, give me an Arbor Mist up my butt. <laughs> Let me get drunk. I would rather do that than drink my own pee. Butt chugging, chugging urine is definitely a. That's I feel next like step. that's you're you're crossing all the wires. That is, yeah. Your body's not going <laughs> to like this. There are certain liquids that I'm prepared to be inside my colon. Yeah, and uh, I would say that piss is the very last one. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so I want to do a, a call out. If anyone knows uh, anyone in the greater New York area who has a friend that drinks his own urine uh, on the regular, we'd love to interview him. Mm-hmm. Have them come in. We will drink our own urine to test it. We will? Yeah. Piss vampires. Like Roger if we Gade- find someone Roger who- Goodell, dr- that's how he can tell if you're taking recreational marijuana. Yeah. He just sips your piss. Let's Like a sommelier. We're doing it for the people. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to find someone. So if you know someone who's big into UT... Big cat's going to drink have their them piss. Come in here. Yeah, no, we'll drink each. We'll do like piss roulette. You don't know whose piss you're drinking. Piss swap? Yeah. I'll be able to tell if it's my piss. Yeah. Hopefully it's hopefully it's like an elderly person so we get some of that age urine. Mm. Get, you're pissing out all your muscles and your yes. iron. Yeah. Mm. Uh all right, that's our show. On Wednesday we have our good friend Mark Titus joining us. So we'll do some more bracket talk. Maybe he'll uh, apologize to everyone for his last performance and how terrible that went. Uh, I, I can't believe we're having him on so soon. It's actually kind of crazy. Like, here's the thing: when you ha- when you have an interview like that, when your guest really sticks his foot in, in his mouth, you usually give it some time and and let them, you know, do the public apology tour. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's changed. I don't well, know. I don't know if he's like accepted responsibility for what he said. We'll find out. We will. We will demand an apology uh, on Wednesday's interview with him. We'll see how he reacts. So we'll see you guys. The guys are love you guys. It's Pardon My Take, presented by Bar Stool Sports.